Wanna go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. Anything better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. All right, here we are on the fourth line voice for episode 57. The three time returning guest here. Uh, none other than the man, the owner of the Hockey Fight League, John. John, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Have you had any other guests on, on three times? No, you're no, you're uh, you're what we call in the industry gold. Indust- ratings <laughs> gold. It sweeps week. What, I had to what, get you on. What's that saying? Fool me once, shame <laughs> on you. Fool me twice. What about fooling you three times? Oh, three times they cancel you. Yep. <laughs> no, nah, thanks for having me though. No man, I appreciate it. Like I said, it was. Uh, I think when you had season season three of the Hockey Fight League is right. Actually, I think right when my website crashed, so I never got you on for season three because we did one it and was, two. Yeah. yeah, so we missed season three, but now here we are in season four. And for anybody out there listening, Hockey Fight League, what the hell are these guys talking about? What is the Hockey Fight League? Um, I mean, really, it's a it's a fantasy hockey fight league. Um, right now, we got uh, twenty two teams in the league. Uh, each team has a roster of uh, six enforcers, um, mainly pass. Obviously, you know, knowing how the hockey's gone now, we got a few current guys like Reeves and Tom Wilson uh, left. Um, so every game is kind of uh, three hypothetical matchups, um, where three players on each team is randomly selected. Um, they'll kind of go against each other. We have um, we have a judge Steve from uh, who runs when Probert was king dot com, just an incredible website. Uh, he does all the judging for the fight. So uh, lucky for me, I don't have to make any decisions. Um, get points for each win, and kind of we have a regular season going to playoffs. Um, yeah, I mean that's. That's that's pretty much the basics of it. Twenty two teams. Yeah, we're twenty two now, which is good. I don't even know if I, you know, the first season I think we started at fourteen, and then we went up and up. And I'm at a point now where I don't even, I'm not even advertising for more teams. I'm like, ah, it's enough work for me at twenty two. But if anyone does want to join up for next year, just send me a message. We can probably still squeeze you in. Well, here I'm thinking. I don't know what I was thinking. For some reason, I thought you had eight. I'm like <laughs> eight or ten or something. I don't know oh, where no, I got no, those no, numbers no. from. I don't know twenty two. Holy gee, wow! Expansion's taken over. You're diluting the talent pool. Is that what <laughs> That's used to what say? I said? Uh, Rob Farmer, Rob, he won it the first year when there's only fourteen. So I said there's an asterisk beside his uh, his championship name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, like, was there any? Uh, so, from year to year, like, do you, do the guys get to keep players, or is it full on? You clear the rosters and pick all new again yeah it's it's fully cleared every season so every season we'll do a brand new draft and uh but we try to switch up the players kind of every year so you know i mean like this year we're missing guys like gabe brown's not in it ben wilson's not in it um so it's not like the toughest like uh you know we we got a mix of middleweights heavyweights and you know uh, a whole bunch of different uh 
different guys. Like how how did you decide who's not in it though? Um, depending on who's been, like I mean, I we got like uh, some guys have already been like in three seasons. So I'm like, you know, you can sit one out and stuff just to kind of keep it fresh and uh, yeah. Um, just to just I don't know, just to kind of keep uh keep it, keep mixing things up. I hear, well, and I, like you said, I guess everyone's starting new anyway, so it doesn't really matter. It's not like all of a sudden, yeah, you took Dave Brown from somebody or something. So, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, exactly. And so when the guys, and the, and there's also different stages that you get them in, right? Like rookie. There or, is, exactly. And that, that's what I really like about kind of our league is, uh, you know, I think I've talked to you uh, about this before. You know, if you have Bob Probert, it doesn't always mean Bob Probert's going to win. Uh, Bob Probert in his prime is probably not losing many fights, but, you know, Bob winding down his career, you know, he is beatable at that time. Um, actually, what Steve's done this year, uh, too, which is new for us, which I really like, is he's uh, he's done scouting reports pretty much on every player. And uh, even if you're not in the league, it's kind of very cool. You can click on any player, and uh, Steve will kind of identify the player's rookie year, uh, their prime year and their veteran year, kind of when they're, uh, I guess, their last year in the league. And he's rated them all out of 1 to 10. So it's actually really cool. Um, I got to give a heads up to the players. If you click on your profile and you're being like, this asshole rated me 6, Steve is very strict with his ratings. Um, only three players got a 10 in their prime stage, I believe. Um, and I think it was uh, Dave Brown, Bob Probert, and Ben Wilson. So, like, he's, uh, I mean, even if you're a seven is a good score to me. Uh, so, <laughs> we're not, <laughs> well, it's not me. I didn't rate you, but uh, I don't think Steve's trying to, like, uh, he's, he's not trying to, he, he just rated you guys all very, uh, very harshly, but uh, it's all it's all fair across the board. Exactly. So if you go to there, don't yell at John or yell at me. No, go it find, wasn't me. Go find Steve <laughs> on Twitter when Probert was king. Go yell at him. Yeah. No, I could just see Steve rating all that. He'd be like a pig and shit, too. That's like right up his alley. Yeah. yeah actually, yeah. you found like the perfect guy to judge that shit. Oh, Steve's perfect for it. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I remember when you first started this, I was going to chime in like, ah, you know, if you need, I can help out. And stuff. I thank God I didn't say nothing and I shut my mouth and didn't. I stayed in the background. <laughs> yeah, all, I was. No, that's all Steve. He can do that. I'm not touching it. Yeah. He, take, he, takes, a, he takes a beating online during the, <laughs> during the seasons, but he's got thick skin, so he's the perfect guy for the job. You know, yeah, exactly. I was going to say, I already get yelled at over a fucking mud show podcast. I don't need to get yelled at over <laughs> this, too. But, uh, yeah, no, so it's basically like, yeah, it's like DraftKings, but for fighting. Yeah, there we go. Kind of. Yes. Yeah, so it's, uh, no, man, that's cool. And uh, and like I said, I always, I always uh, liked having you on for the first two seasons. And it, yeah, I know and I know uh, the amount of work that, you, that goes into this. And, uh, yeah, hopefully... Uh, the boys in the league are listening to this, and uh, yeah, I think I think you guys will have a. I always, I I've never seen a draft take so long. I'll say that. Well, the the first season, I, I know you remember. I was every time someone did a draft, pick, I would I would tweet about it. Yeah, and then I got to the point where like, nah, <laughs> we'll just we'll do it nice and privately, and then it's you know I'll I'll show everyone the rosters when it's all said. <laughs> huh. probably I probably had it like was muted by like half of Twitter. I was gonna, how uh, how long did this draft take? Not sure exactly. I want to say about six weeks would be yeah. my guess. 
I I laughed yeah. because you had you had announced on Twitter that you were doing season four, and I sent you a direct message. I said, "Well, we're going to get you on for the episode because damn, we're going to do the season four things, you know." So you know, how about like maybe next Saturday or something? And you're like, "Oh, I don't think it'll be done by then." I was like, "Really? <laughs> well, let me know." Six weeks later, I was like, "Oh my god, yeah." <laughs> yeah, the guys who have been in the league, they already know, but every time I get like a new team, they're like, holy shit, this is taking a while. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I was like, oh my god, like, come on, boys, we're not landing planes here. We're just like, you know, pick a guy, let's go. Yeah. yeah. But, but some guys, some guys want to go over all the footage, you know, watch the whole, every fight of their career <laughs> before they make a decision. And, you know, can't, can't knock it. This is, this is important stuff. So good for them. Oh, hey, the, damn it. I got to win the online fight league for sure. <laughs> this is dragon right. rights. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, no, man, that's cool. And, uh, well, yeah, let's, uh, so let's, let's, I always like to uh, kind of just go over the rosters with you and, uh, see, see who's, who's got what. And, uh, actually, I think the, uh, the funniest thing in the whole draft is the team names. That always kind of cracks me up. Yeah, we got some, uh, I always say I'm, I'm, I'm trying to run a professional league here. And then you got some guys like the Edgewater Spank Sox or something just. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're no, ruining, pro- ruining my dream league. Yeah, professionalism just went. Yeah, forget that. We're we're down. <laughs> we're, we're we're long past that fucking. But at this stage, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I can run through the teams uh, and uh, maybe give me your thoughts. What well, you think? And uh, well, let's go from there. Yeah, well, yeah, throw out the roster here for Team One. Let's let's see what we got. All right, so uh, my first team I got is Hanrahan's wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good name right off the bat. Uh, so they went with Tiger Williams, Eric Bolton, Aaron Asham, uh, Radis Evenons, Jeff Chikrin, and Daniel Lacroix. Uh, huh. Asham, to me, is one of the best middleweights, man. I, I love the guy. Ooh, oh, Asham. Yeah, Asham's awesome. I, he was, uh, it was so funny watching him in, uh, grow up in the Western Hockey League, watching him in Red Deer. I mean, that guy was, like, he, he wasn't very big, but, I mean, I mean, obviously he filled out in pro and everything, but he looked like just this kind of this skinny little kid. But man, he was the definition of a power forward in the Western Hockey League. Well, he put up big numbers. Oh too, yeah, right? like hundred point season, like forty some yeah. goals, and like and just dummying guys. Like oh yeah, I've, I've got a, some a few of his fights on my YouTube channel from from Red Deer, and it's like. Yeah, he, he, I'm trying to think, it's, we, we used to watch, like, we used to go to all the Blades games back then, when the when Red Deer would come, and yeah, he beat up yeah. a few Blades when we were there, and I was always, like, a massive Asham fan, actually, I loved Red Deer as a whole, that team, that team was so tough, but it was like, oh, I loved Asham, when he was, uh, yeah, and it's been cool to, like, kind of connect with him on Twitter, and, and, uh, you know, talk to him on there, and, uh, yeah, no, Asham's, yeah, and like I said, hell of a career, was a solid player in the NHL, too, like, you know, far better than people give him credit for. Yeah, for sure. I think in Vancouver, Matt, I want to say like the one of the first NHL fights I saw him, and I think he just buckled Dave Scatcherd. And I hadn't seen him before then at the time. And I was like, who is this little guy? Like, yep, yeah. yep, yeah. yeah. I think, uh, I think yeah. it was when Ashton was with Montreal, right? I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it was yeah, uh, yeah. He's great. Yep. Uh, Dan LaCroix, I, I really like the tough guys that could play center, man, like Mark Jansen, even like Kanopka later. Um, you know, there, it was just kind of, like, there wasn't too many of them. So Dan LaCroix is another guy I really like. The, actually, I never thought of that. That's true. Yeah. Never saw, yeah, from the center position. 
Yeah, Lacroix. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Jan- I love Mark Jansen's. Yeah, but yeah, you're right, and like Canop and stuff. But yeah, for the most part, yeah, right, that's true. They're always wingers, but uh, yeah, but yeah, Lacroix, and then uh, old Tiger there. Um, you know, of course, the all-time penalty minute leader, and you know, and there's another guy. Definition of a power forward, far better player than I think people people give him credit for. Um, you know, a bunch of thirty goal seasons, and yeah. And Eric Bolton, I mean that guy's unbelievable. I like Bolton, man. Not not the biggest guy, but you know, smart fighter. I, I'm, yeah, I'm a fan of him too. Absolutely. Well, Hammerhand's wife looks pretty. Str- uh, that team looks pretty strong. Who do we got for second team here? Uh, we got Alec from the Five from Fighting uh, Five for Fighting podcast. Uh, his Tampa Trashers. Oh, oh the um, the Thrashers. Yeah. Okay, let's hear it. Yeah. <laughs> He's just listening, steaming right now. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, he went with uh, Frank Bialowis, John Erskine, Pat Cote, Jim Vandermeer, uh, Roman Ender, and Kevin McClelland. So well, uh, I got to give the youngster credit. That's actually that's a really strong lineup. I kind of I, I dig yes. that team. That's uh, I'm surprised he didn't just take five LNAH guys. <laughs> I feel like he did that the last season. He, he does love his minor league guys. Oh yeah. Um, I saw. I, I can't remember if it was on uh, the minor league mayhem tournament or something, but um, it was Bile Lois versus Zablonski, or maybe just people were talking about it online. But to me, that's a really close one. Do you, do you got an opinion on that, by Lois or or Yabo? Yeah, no, I think that would be a very good one. Yeah, both in the, if they're both in their primes. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, it would uh, yeah, it'd be interesting because yeah, yeah, because I don't think Yabo would be able to throw them around. Uh, but at the same time, I don't think by Lois would be able to kind of push Yablonski around because both of them kind of had that mauling kind of style, right? And I don't yeah. think that would work against either of those guys. So it'd be interesting to see them. And uh, yeah, man, that that was that was sort of a fight we never got to see, right? The kind of that fantasy matchup. But yeah, that would have been a good one. Yeah, yeah, those are like two of the guys I've like that didn't have a long NHL career that I thought would just would have done very well. Like, oh yeah, like in terms of actual, just killers, yeah, like fighting ability and stuff. Oh yeah, they definitely had NHL caliber fighting ability for sure. Yeah, you know, just. Uh, a little trouble with the little black thing, frozen black thing rolling around out there. Think, <laughs> you know, but uh, little puck, yeah, yeah. Although I think Yablonski wasn't as I, he was a little better player than Bialois was. Oh, I don't know what that's that might be saying like the nicest guy in prison. I don't know if you know, but <laughs> uh, yeah. but at the same time, yeah, but uh, yeah, tough dudes for sure. Who was the other one? Erskine? Yeah, Erskine. They're mean. Erskine's a too. tough guy. I, yeah. He didn't fight so often, so I feel like he doesn't get enough credit. Yeah, I, that's one guy I really wish I had more of his uh, junior footage because I know yeah. I've heard from the guys in the Ontario League like Erskine was sort of like the champ of the OHL that one year, and I mean okay. I've, I have a okay. couple of his God fights yeah. in OHL, and it was like yeah. his his one fight with McMorrow and the other fight with Kip Brennan. Both those fights from the OHL are are unbelievable, and it was like man, I could I could handle seeing more Erskine stuff. I actually haven't heard. I he was in that really bad uh, car, car accident, accident right? and I, but I haven't heard anything since. Like I don't like I know he didn't no, die, either. but it's like I, I yeah I don't know the seriousness of like how he is. I haven't I've never I haven't heard, and I I I I think he was drunk. I'm not sure. I haven't heard that. I I I heard it was a DUI, but no one's really come out and said it. I'm not. Yeah. Su- I'm not sure. So it sounds like it was because he was like he's driving in the wrong lane and stuff. But 
So, I mean, that was that was rough to hear, and I mean, hopefully, uh, like, I don't think whoever he, I don't think whoever he hit or what he hit. I don't. Did he hit another car? I can't even remember. I think he went off. The I pitch. don't even remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. so. Hopefully, but I mean, hopefully he's okay. And uh, yeah, it was weird because he just haven't heard anything about him. Like. You know, no reports, but uh, but no, at any no, rate, I haven't heard either. yeah. But at any rate, tough dude, and and then of course, Cody. Yeah, same with like um, I haven't heard any, like even like Matt Johnson, Stephen Pete. Like I, I haven't even heard the latest on those guys how they're doing. Hopefully, okay. But yeah, like I mean, I know Johnson was like found, like they found him and stuff, and I think they tried to get him. Yeah. In, I think they got him in rehab. I think I'm not quite sure. Um, same with Pete. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but uh, yeah, hopefully those guys get the help that they need, and um, yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, sad. Stories. I was such a big Matt Johnson fan. Yeah, man, unbelievable! Like how tough that guy was, and to think he was in the NHL doing that role at like nineteen, and you know, incredible man, incredible. Yeah, and he's just so big, and it, it you know, it took him a, it took him a little while. Like his first few years were a little rough, you know, of course, obviously at that age. But I know, kind of when he got to that when he got to Minnesota, it seemed like yeah. he really he really turned it on and uh, found himself, yeah. and uh, yeah, he had a, he had a couple of real strong years. Yeah. Uh, what do we got here? So we got uh, next team is the Fighting Saints. Um, so they got uh, they had the first overall pick, and they of course went with Probert. Yeah. Uh, they also have uh, Stan Jonathan, Tim Hunter, Brad Brown, Dodie Wood, and uh, Randy McKay. Um, it's interesting, you know. We don't. I was mentioning to you, we don't have Dave Brown or Ben Ben Wilson in in this season. We try to kind of keep it fresh, but. Um, Considering that we do have the different stages, rookie and veteran, um, would would Bob Prober be your number one pick? I'm putting you on the spot here. I mean, I, if I had the number one pick, I probably would just because I like Probert so much. See, this is yeah. where I would probably never win this thing, just for the simple fact that I would just like I would just take teams of guys I like. Yeah, like yeah. even if it came down to like I could I could get Brashear, I wouldn't take Brashear because I just don't like him. <laughs> but it would totally probably help me win the thing. But it's like I'm not taking him because I don't like him. It's like yeah, Brashear, no, I'll take Kanopka. You know, it's like I'd be that guy, right? But, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, but I would I would probably take Probert. But I mean, at the same time, I mean, Larocque would be a guy you could take. Bugard, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm looking here at uh, at Steve's ratings of Probert. So uh, his rookie year of 1985-86, he gave him an 8. Uh, his prime is 1990-91, he gave him a 10. And uh, his veteran stage is 2001-2002, gave him a 7.5. And again, 7.5, that, that doesn't sound, that sounds bad, but 7.5 is still actually, uh, it's a good rating. But, uh, it, you know, at 7.5, he is beatable at that point in his career. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean... Yeah, like I said, I would take him just because I, I think it almost like he'd have to. But it was like, but yeah, I mean, I could see, like, yeah, like LaRock or Bugard or Brashear, you know, Twist, I guess. You know, I mean, you can make the argument for those guys too. But, uh, you know, if, if I really wanted to get technical, it's like, okay, I got to win this thing. I'd, I'd sort of try to get into Steve's head a little bit and I'm like, okay, who would he pick, you know, and whatever. But, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. But I mean, I would I would just take six guys that I would fans of just because I could say I have them on my team. But 
Yeah. yeah. But that yeah. I, that lineup you read, that's oof, that's a strong lineup, boy. That uh, I mean, you got Probert. I mean, you know, we don't need to talk about that. I mean, how good that is. Stan Jonathan, same thing. Actually, you know, one guy on that thing, Brad Brown. I recently mm-hmm. I recently got a bunch of Fredericton Canadian DVDs from the nineties when Those Brad when, when Brown was first drafted by Montreal. Yeah. And he is awesome in Fredericton. I'm watching it and it's like he is just pounding guys. Man, and those de- those Fredericton teams were so good. It's like Brad Brown, Terry Ryan, Aaron Asham, Turner Stevenson, like Dion Darling. It's like ridiculous how tough those teams. Darcy Harris was uh, was Fleming there at the same time. Jerry Fleming, yeah, exactly. There, well, geez, yeah, that guy. You know, yeah, well, he's the toughest one at all of them. And it, uh, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I forget him. Yeah, but yeah, it was like, oh, those DVDs are just insane. You know, and it's like I'm watching it. I'm like, you know, and I I always knew. I always knew Brad Brown was tough and whatever, but I think after you watch so many fights over the years, like just shit just runs together. So when yeah. all of a sudden you start playing a DVD and you're watching it, and Brown's like literally every third fight on this DVD is Brad Brown, and he yeah. ain't, and he ain't losing any of them, and it's like Jesus, yeah, I got a whole new appreciation for Brad Brown after yeah. watching these DVDs, yeah. Because I think in Chicago. Like he, you know, it was all about Probert, so he kind of went under the radar. Like those Chicago teams are nuts too, right? Oh yeah. So I feel like a lot of times Brad Brown, like he didn't get talked about or enough credit over there. Um, I can't remember when he was the Rangers. I feel like they had some other like some badasses over there too. But I don't know if Brad Brown was ever the main guy. Yeah, no, I don't think. So. And I feel like that's why he doesn't get the full, maybe the full credit he deserves. Yeah, and I mean, even when he was with Minnesota, like he kind of, you know, they had kind of a tough team there. And yeah, he was always sort of an under the radar guy. And uh, you know, I think I, I, I'm trying to think. Maybe I mean, maybe he fought more than I thought he did, but in the NHL. But to me, yeah. uh, But you know, had a solid career, and uh, yeah, he, uh, he, yeah, bad dude, man. Who was the other guy on that team? Oh, Randy McKay. I love Randy McKay. He was so good. Randy McKay, just like you were saying about Brad Brown, he's a guy that now that I've gone back on tapes, I feel like I didn't appreciate him as much at the time that I, as I do now. Like he, he fought everyone, man, and he's, uh, he hangs in there with everyone. Yep, yep, and turned himself into a really good player. 30 goals, yeah. 30 goal season, a couple 20-goal seasons. Made some good money at the end. Won a couple of cups there with New Jersey. He was a big reason why they won in New Jersey. That line of him and Peluso and like Daniels and stuff, they were awesome with New yes. Jersey. Yes. And, yeah. And uh, yeah, McKay was the yeah. I dig McKay. He's cool. And uh, who's the other? Cody oh. Wood, man. He's. No. I mean, that, what yeah. is that guy like? One hundred and seventy pounds. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah. First guy I ever saw do the under the arm duck thing for a technique and. Uh, yeah, but yeah, in junior, good player in junior. You know, he's a far better player than uh, he gets credit for. But, um, but yeah, you know, undersized but tough, and uh, you know, he had a little bit of a run in the NHL. But uh, yeah, his 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 kind of his real real strong seasons were in the IHL with Kansas City. I know, and he was he was in Kansas City for a while. And he had some great tilts there. But uh, yeah, Doty's bad dude, man. And of course, then you got Tim Hunter too. It's interesting, Hunter. I think I, as I've gotten older, like same thing with you and McKay. Right? I think I've, I appreciate Hunter more now. I, I hated Hunter growing up. I was just like, ugh. But I go back and watch now, and not that I'm, st- I'm not, I'm not claiming to be a massive Hunter fan now. But it's like, yeah, he didn't lose very many, and like you know, he wasn't the most exciting guy. But I mean, you know, strong, and uh, 
yeah, hung in with every. I mean, his fight card's ridiculous. Fought everybody, and yeah, and it's like you go back to the Battle of Alberta and him fighting Semenko all the time. It's like, yeah, he definitely beat Semenko far more than Semenko beat him. That's for sure. Which is, I didn't realize that until you go back and watch, and it's like, yeah, you know, and Semenko would get mad and basically cheap shot him at the end of every fight. You know, it's kind of, you know, but. Timmy. Yeah, it was, uh, I think Steve on when Probert was king, uh, he had an article kind of on the Hunter uh, battles and stuff, and uh, he, he really breaks it down, and Tim, Tim Hunter's very technical, like smart, smart fighter. Yeah, he was, definitely. Yeah, he's kind of like Langdon. Like, Langdon was like that. I mean, Langdon was like him, because obviously he was before Langdon, but yeah, yeah. I mean, Langdon was a little smaller, but... Uh, but I always thought Hunter was bigger than he was, but he wasn't. Like, well, he's, like he wasn't small. He's like six foot two. But for some reason, I always thought he was like six five. Like I always thought he was really big, but he's not. I was watching him. It's like, yeah, no, he isn't that actually. But, but yeah, apparently, but but he was like a even back in the day, like before it was in vogue, like he was like a big workout guy and stuff. So yeah, like he's supposed to be like super strong and shit. So yeah, it was. Uh, but yeah, he did it for a long time. And, he, and he's uh, and he's a nice guy to talk to on Twitter. Although Steve might disagree, but <laughs> I, I think I think that he's, I think, he's on he's on Facebook and he's always selling all his jerseys. I'm like, it's such a shame. And I was like, why are you getting rid of those? It's like classics, but really, know. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah. All his jerseys. It looks like he's. I'm sure he might have kept one or two, but just like classic Flames Canucks ones. Like wow, yeah. Uh-huh. I even saw Al- we're getting off topic, but I even saw Alec. He, uh, he was selling. He said he's selling all his jerseys too. Or he, I think he kept a, a handful. But who is Alec? I think he only he's only keeping about. I think he's down. He went from like thirty of his jerseys, and now he's down to only nine game ones. No, oh, he's just saying that because the fiance is probably reading his Twitter. <laughs> yeah, Little true. does she know no, after but... after he gets the ring and gets the I do out of her, it's gonna <laughs> his collection is gonna shoot back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, we got uh, Farmer Rob's team, Rob's Wrangler. Uh, as I mentioned before, those uh, he was our season one champs. Uh, so he went with uh, Brashear, Willie Plett, Paul Holmgren, uh, Kevin McGuire, Joe Patterson. And uh, Mark Jansen's Brashear is an interesting one because uh, you know if if he's fighting in his prime, he's pretty much unbeatable. But uh, looking at his scouting reports, so back when he was in Montreal, ninety three, ninety four, and Steve actually gave him a six. Yeah, I was so very good. In his, in his rookie stage, he's very beatable. Yep, he was. Yep, I will agree with Steve on that one. Yep, but yeah, like you said, in his but then after that. I, even in his prime, his he he never got bad. Like what what is his last year? What what has Steve got him rated, rated as? Uh, let me see here. Last year is uh, 09, uh, 2009, 2010, and he's rated as an eight. Yeah, which is eight, which eight is good. Yeah, I was gonna say because after that, after he left Montreal, Brashear was never really kind of bad after what i'm using that as a no you know and, and i watched him here in vancouver and i didn't like him at the time and nope. i waited and waited and waited for someone to totally try to like knock him out and it didn't come until way after i think with wade right uh wade belak but um i feel like darren landing got the edge on him i know i think they fought in new york but it wasn't like uh you know he didn't he didn't clean up with him or anything, but I, I gave uh, Langdon the edge in their fight. But other than that, I don't remember him really taking any losses in Vancouver. No, 
not not that I remember. Like I don't remember him getting knocked down or. Yeah, I mean, maybe he got out-punched, maybe, but, I mean, I don't... Yeah, no, I don't remember him taking clear losses or anything, which drove me nuts, too, because I totally, I, I totally wanted to see Parker drop him, but it was just like, yeah. it never happened. I was like, son of a bitch, you know, but, uh, yeah, but, I mean, I and, yeah, I couldn't stand him when he played. I mean, like I said, as I, as I go back, I appreciate him now. Well, I always appreciated yeah. how good he was. I, I never took that away from him, and I still won't. I still don't like him. But I still, like I always say, you got to give the devil his due. I mean, you know, he's one of the best. I would have him in my top ten all time for sure. You know, and I, I do mean, as well. Yeah, you know, and people yeah. can argue about his style and hockey bear and blah blah blah. Well, you know, whatever. But <laughs> yeah, I don't. He didn't lose many. But uh, I always like Farmer Rob classic. Like every guy's in the '80s on his team. I love it. But uh, <laughs> what, what was the what was the couple you threw up? Joe Patterson. Yeah, Joe Patterson, yeah. McGuire, Holmgren, Willie Plett, and uh, Jansons. Willie Plett and Holmgren are really good players. Like those are really good power forward guys. Uh, yeah, Jans, I love Jansons. Um, I was going to say Joe Patterson. There's a guy I really don't know that much about. Um, I mean, I've seen some of his fights. Big guy. I think he's a defenseman. Uh, but I, I, damn, I'm trying to think. I. There's like really nothing I can say about Joe Patterson. I don't really know. It's funny. It's funny you mention that. And I always say to people, I'm I'm a fight fan. I'm not a fight expert. So when I was doing the originally setting up the league and I'm setting up all the profiles for them, I actually posted the wrong picture for Joe Patterson. And some <laughs> some guys were like, hey, that's not Joe Patterson. I think you saved me. You're like, here, man. I'll, oh I'll yeah, that's right. Pick a Joe Patterson. I'm like, I remember oh, that. God, man. Mm. But it's true. One of those oh, under yeah. the under the radar guys, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's funny. I remember that now. Yeah, Joe Patterson. But uh, uh, I'm trying to think who had the really good. I'm trying. Is it Jay Wells that he had the really good fight with? I, it was funny. I was playing a DVD and he was on there just recently. It might have been Jay Wells. Damn it, I can't remember. Okay. But yeah. Anyway, yeah. But no, a tough dude for sure. It's just I'm, I'm sort of in that that 70s early 80s. That's sort of kind of a block for me. I don't. Yeah. I mean, you know, I know the whoever the Holmgrens and the Jonathans and O'Reillys. I know Nyland. I know those guys. But yeah, kind of those uh, Joe Patterson, uh, Willie Plett, Kurt Fraser guys. I kind of like. I haven't seen a lot of their stuff. You know, I like. I, yeah. I obviously know who they are and whatever. But yeah, I'm certainly not going to be claiming any. Uh, like, if it's a '90s guy, I'm all over it. But yeah. Early eighties, mm, yeah. But I will well, I'm say thirty six. Like my memories start mid nineties, so anything before that, it's just based on what I've seen on YouTube or on like DVDs. So it's it's limited. No, yeah, exactly. Well, same thing, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I obviously at forty five. I mean, you know, born in seventy five, but I mean, you don't really start forming any sort of memory no. or opinion until you're like ten, eleven, twelve years old. So by that time, now we're in the mid to late eighties. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. yeah. So I go back and watch DVDs. I mean, I got eighties and seventies DVDs, but it's like yeah, that you know, yeah, you can have fight DVDs. But that doesn't give you have to sort of live through it. That doesn't really give you a true. I mean, shit, you put a 70s fight DVD on, it's basically all Philadelphia and Boston fights anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. I I can't tell you about Ken Houston in Atlanta, right? You know, he's on there a couple (laughs) times because he fought Schultz or whatever, but I can't give you a rundown on Ken Houston's career, you know? But it's, uh, you know, but yeah, but uh, 
Um, who was the other guy? Oh, McGuire. I love Kevin McGuire. Kevin McGuire is awesome. If anybody goes back, go on YouTube, just type in Kevin McGuire. You'll be entertained, man. That guy was like toe-to-toe insane. Yeah, I love Kevin McGuire. He was great in Buffalo and in Toronto. Yeah. That was actually the fight that hooked me into hockey fighting was Churlin oh, McGuire. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. that would be a good fight. Yeah. Yeah. That was like on the very first fight tape I ever saw. Churlas in Hartford, and it was like hockey night in Canada. It was just toe to toe. And I ever said, I remember I watched. I must have watched that fight a hundred times. Like, I'd never seen people get hit in the face like that before, that fast. So it was like, yeah, I remember I wore the reels off that tape. And yeah, so every time now, even if I'm just kind of scrolling through like an old assorted fight tape or something, whatever, that Shirley McGuire fight comes on, I always have to laugh to myself because that was you a very... stop for old time's sake. Exactly, yeah. and it, that fight never gets old watching it. Yeah, it was quick and dirty, but damn, they pounded each other. But yeah, ever since I was a huge Kevin McGuire fan. But look at that old uh, Farmer Rob there going old school. I love it. I wouldn't expect anything less. <laughs> um, our next team is uh, the Edgewater Spank Sox. Uh, so they, uh, he's a big Boston fan. Uh, so he went with Terry O'Reilly, yeah. uh, Bob Nystrom, Tom Wilson, Kevin Westgarth, Jerome McGinley, and Adam McQuaid. Yeah, that's, um, kind, of a, that's kind, yeah, of a real, kind of a real current roster, too. It's interesting, Aginla. That's an interesting pick. Classic Brune, right? Yeah, yeah. Damn, I'll tell you though, when he went to the, no, it wasn't Boston. I was gonna say actually, when he went to Pittsburgh, I thought Aginla was winning the cup for sure that year. I'm like, yeah, this is the year of Pittsburgh. They'll do it for him. I always wanted yeah. Aginla to win a cup. I love, I like Aginla, and it was just like, ah, son of a bitch. I think like Jerome, like my opinion, I think he's underrated as a fighter just because. I feel like if you're that good of a player, it kind of takes away sometimes, like, as how good you are as a fighter. Um, I always remember, like, uh, late, late in his career, uh, the fight with Derek Englund. And yeah. I, when I was watching it live, or at least on TV live, and when they dropped the gloves, I'm like, Jerome, what are you doing at this point in your career? Derek's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna work you over. And man, what a fight. And I was like, that, like, Jerome's a legend, like, yeah, no, it was it was interesting, and I think I even uh, I talked to I now see I can't remember if this is on air or off air, but I talked to Graf about Aginla. Actually, that might have been in my full interview with Graf that I did. We talked about Aginla because, of course, he played against him in Kamloops, right? And I was just like, "How good is that guy?" And he was just like, "Unbelievable!" And he said and that was the thing. Like, even though he was scoring sixty goals in Kamloops, he'd fight fourth line guys. He didn't care. He's fighting Tony Mohagan and those guys, and it was just like, well, one, you're like, what? What are you doing? Like, why would you do that? You know, but he just didn't back down. He was that guy. He did, and uh, you know, I mean, obviously in the NHL, he wasn't. Good. You know, he's not going to go out and fight. You know, whatever fourth line guys very often, but I mean, because that would be sort of stupid. But uh, yeah, no, he. Yeah, I think if he had actually, um, like, like you said, I think if he had concentrated more on fighting. Um, he would have been pretty good. He was pretty good at it, regardless. Um, he was a good fight. You could tell he was a good fighter. You know, he had it in him. But I mean, obviously, you're gonna put when you're putting up Hall of Fame numbers, you don't want that guy fighting 20 times a year. But uh, yeah, no, Jerome was he was a tough dude. You got um, you got Adam McQuaid on here, and it's funny. I think Adam McQuaid uh, versus Ryan Reeves, and I think that was the last fight that I've actually been excited for like uh, I don't know if that was a couple of years ago but it just goes to like show you how different it was like 
back in the day, like every single game, there was like a possibility of a heavyweight matchup, and it's like you had to record every game you could. And, you know, you didn't want to miss a thing, and it's like now you go whole seasons, and there's not like I know last season people talk about oh Reeves and, and Ross Johnson. Like, I mean, that's cool, and I you know I was kind of hoping for something too, but. Man, times have changed, huh? Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, the marquee matchups just aren't really there anymore. I really want to see Lucic and Reese fight. That's the fight I want to see. Because I want to see if Lucic can still do it. Like, I, th- I think he can. Like, I mean, Lucic against most guys, he'd be fine. But I want to, because everybody claims Reeves is the champ, right? So I want to see, because so I think Lucic can give Reeves a go. And I want to see it. And I want to see what how Lucic would do against him. So... Uh, at this point of his life, in his career, but uh, yeah, but yeah, no, I mean McQuaid. I mean, I, I, well, being a current guy, I have to be completely honest and say I'm not fully up to date on my Adam McQuaid fight history. Um, I know big dude though. I've seen I've seen some of his fights, but uh, I am far from a McQuaid expert. But uh, yeah, his fight with Reed it actually it was a really good fight. Like Reed yep. got the better of him. I did, but see, it was yeah. probably like one of the last fights I like good fights I've seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, who's is that? Oh, Wilson. He took Wilson, right? Tom Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, you know, I mean, you know, kind of a polarizing figure. I mean, you know, you got people on both sides of the fence. I mean, you have your Joe Lazitos that you know. I swear he's got a Wilson voodoo doll. You know what? I want. I. I. It'd just be funny if like Wilson got traded to the Islanders. For some reason, I would find that hilarious. I know Joe wouldn't, <laughs> but I would find it hilarious. Yeah. Joe I, I don't know why I want that one of his Joe. episodes. You know. Yeah, he was taking questions on one of his episodes, and I asked him if, if Wilson went to the Islanders, would you forgive Tom Wilson? And he's like, uh, uh, and he's like, no, I don't think I could. Oh, you know he would. He'd be on. Well, hey, <laughs> get me that, a was a per- <laughs> that was a perfect segue. John, perfect segue because we'll take a little break. <laughs> yeah, sweet. Because if you need to do have a jersey, you know where to go. Do I? I have a deal for you at CoolHockey.com. And uh, yeah, and if you use the promo code THPN, you get thirty percent off and free shipping. And you know, Christmas is right around the corner. Joe's a good guy. We might have to hook him up with a Tom Wilson Islander. 40, number 43. Maybe get one of those new funky reverse jerseys or whatever the hell everyone's talking about. But, uh, or maybe we'll get, maybe, uh, John, for being such a rating, for ratings gold, maybe I'll get him that reverse uh, Vancouver Canucks Brashier jersey that he's always wanted. <laughs> that That's like Tony's dream. Oh, yeah. Well, I think Tony's probably already got yeah, half a dozen Brashier jerseys. <laughs> Yeah, I'll get I'll get Tony if he's listening. I'll get him a Patrick Strico jersey for his new for his new basement. There you go, Darcy Rhoda. Uh, Try to think of all these old Canucks. Who's his favorite Canuck? Oh, I should know. Oh, Stan Smeal, Steamer. He's a big Smeal fan. Steamer, there you go. That's Steamer. what I'll, I'll I'll get him a housewarming gifts. Tony got a new house, so I'll get him a Stan Smeal uh, Canucks reverse jersey using the promo code THPN. I'll get thirty percent off. Free shipping. They're out of Toronto. NHLPA endorsed. This is a true, actually, this is a terrible ad read on my part. I was trying to be slick and cool with the slipping it in here, but I'm just butchering it. Cool Hockey would probably drop us as a sponsor now for this terrible ad read. But uh, I know folks out there, though in all seriousness, though, if you are a Jersey fan, they have all the authentic jerseys like the players wear with the fight straps and the hand-sewn numbers, and you can get them custom-made, whatever guy you want, whatever name you want to put on their number. Yeah, they got home away 
third jersey, stadium jerseys, I don't know, asphalt jerseys, reverse jerseys. I don't know all the different jerseys they have now, but they got them. Coolhockey.com. They're out of Toronto. Like I said, 30% off, free shipping. Promo code THPN. You're getting the jersey, and it helps out the network. And Dylan and Isha got holes in their socks. They need your money. So please use the promo code THPN to get your jersey. Coolhockey.com. There we go. There's my ad read. What a pro. Perfect. There you go. Yeah. Some of those retro ones are nice. I, I like the Colorado one, you know, which the, the Nordiques they did and the Carolina did the Hartford ones. Some of them, though, I'm just, like, shaking my head. Like, like the Islanders one, man. <laughs> you saw the Islanders jersey, right? Wasn't it the exact same? Like, they moved the stripe and, uh, up or down or I, something? I mean, I'm, I'm sure some Islanders fan is shaking his head saying, it's not the same right now, but it's like maybe the orange stripe is, like, a, a, an inch thicker or something. <laughs> it's, like, the same jersey. Yeah, it was like the, the designers, was it like just 12 midnight and they just wanted to go home? They're like, ah, oh, fuck it, just move yeah. the stripe or something, you know. Joe is oh, yeah. so happy they didn't do the fisherman. He's like, this is a win for him. See, that's a, see, the surprising thing to me is that they didn't do the fisherman because I thought that would sort of I be the obvious. Oh, so did I, for sure. Yeah. You know, could well, Anaheim did that stupid flying duck thing. Like, that's ridiculous. It's horrible. Oh, horrible. Yeah. But it's kind of classic 90s. Oh, I mean, it'll sell because it's. Yeah. yeah, it's horrible, awful, you know, but it's like, yeah, but uh, no, I was cool. The Hartford one was cool. The Kings bringing back the purple and yellow was cool. Um, yes. Yeah, there was a few old jerseys on there that were like, oh, God, that's all right. I got down. Like I said, Hartford, I'm an old fart, so the purple Kings and the and the Hartford was, was good enough for me. Oh, and for some reason, and I'm the only one that likes it. I've said this before, and I get like... I love the Flames Horsehead. I like the Flames Horsehead jersey. I've always liked it. I'm like the only really? person I know that likes it, but I dig it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big fan myself, but... I, I Probably the only reason I like it is because that's when Rocky Thompson got called up and he wore the horse's head. That's probably why okay. I like it. You know. That's fair. Actually, I really like uh, one of my favorite players, too, is like uh, like non-enforcer is Robin Regeer, too, and I think he wore it during... Mm-hmm. Well, he was up there, too. I love Regeer, man. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Regeer. It was but enough about good players. Yeah. There was another guy, tough kid, Regeer. Yeah, big kid. He was uh, tough, right? Yeah. He was, yeah. yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, he didn't do it very often, but when he got pissy, yeah, he would do it. It was amazing. Yeah, he, uh, um, he's the same age as my brother, and uh, so they grew up playing against each other in AAA and stuff, and, uh, yeah, even back then watching him play uh, AAA, you could just, yeah, you could tell he was special. Yeah. Good player, had a hell of an NHL career. Yeah, Rigier, absolutely. Who we got now? What do we got? Uh, right, so we got a uh, Fighty Ducks. They got an interesting team here. So they uh, they went with Shane Corson, Chris Dingman, Lyle Odeline, Andy Sutton, Paul Cruz, and Bob McGill. A pretty good hockey team here with Shane Corson, Odeline, Chris Dingman was actually a pretty good player too. Um, Paul Cruz. I like Paul Cruz, man. He's had some exciting fights. Cam Russell with your boy, Mel Engelstad, Brad May. What do you think of this team? Oh, well, eh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I like the guys. Um, I don't know if I was doing a fight tournament, if I would, you know. It's interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, like, well, Paul Cruz is awesome. Cruz Missile. There's a guy completely underrated. People listening, go to Paul Cruz on YouTube. Check him out. Yes. You'll be pleasantly surprised. Uh, yeah. Uh, Bob McGill, I, I love Bob McGill. Bob took Bob took a few kickins over the years. I handed out a few too, though. I mean, always game though. Old Big Daddy McGill, I like him. He was cool. Uh, 
Shane Corson, well, there, yeah, I mean, in terms of a player, yeah, solid power forward. Actually, actually, I shouldn't say that. Actually, Corson was a lot better fighter than I think people give him credit for. Corson was good. I, I always, a friend of mine, um, Chris out in Regina, who I always hope listens to my show. Um, I haven't talked to him for a long time. Chris, if you're listening, give me a call, man. We got to talk again. But uh, he was a major Shane Corson fan. And we always used to bust his balls about it and stuff on uh, the fight boards and stuff. We'd always make fun of him and stuff. But uh, he ended up sending me a, like he was he collected all the Corson's fights, blah blah blah. He ended up sending me like a two disc set of all the Corson ones. And I, so I'm like, oh god, to humor him, I put him in. I'm like, all right, we'll watch this. And uh, you know, son of a bitch, guy was good, man. I always knew he was a good player. Yeah. I always knew he was top. I like to bust Chris balls. But when you actually sit and watch a guy in his whole career at one time. And you can just and uh, and you get to see him, yeah, man. He was good. Corson was really good, really good fighter for his size. Like he wasn't a big dude. He wasn't a. Fr- and I mean, everybody later on. I mean, everybody remembers Karen's dropping him in the playoffs, and you know. But I'm like, well, it's Eric Karen's. Yeah, there's no like, shame in that. Well, yeah, and I mean, they're like, oh yeah, Corson. Well, first of all, why is Corson even fighting Eric Karen's, who at that point was probably the champ of the league, you know? But. Uh, Nonetheless, Corson didn't back down, but uh, yeah, no. When Corson like kind of stayed in his weight class, yeah, he was vicious, man. Corson was good. I liked Shane Corson. Who's the other? Oh, Lyle Oldline. Yeah, there's another guy growing up. Never liked the old line. Couldn't stand him. But I go back yeah. now and I have appreciation for him. But he had a hell of a career. Long played a long time. Turned himself into a real solid player too. Andy Sutton too. I, I he was uh, man. He could dish out some big hits. Yeah, he was. I always liked him. Yeah, yeah. Big, big physical, huge dude. guy too. Yeah, big. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know if he'd be the greatest fighter in the world, but I mean, you know, he was. I mean, he wasn't a pussy or anything, but I mean, you know, big dude. But yeah, I think he was, obviously I think he's more known for his physical play in terms of hitting rather than his fighting. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I like the guys and the team. I don't know, some of the other rosters you've read off to me, man for man, are, you know, probably tougher. But, uh, no, in terms of that, I, I mean, I, like I said, I like all the guys in the team. But, uh, yeah. yeah. But interesting picks, though. Interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting mix. Yep. Um, so our friend John Searson, Nottingham, Knuckle Jaggers are back. No oh good. here and, we go. And uh, <laughs> he's, he's got a solid team. So he went with uh, Darren Langdon, Stephen Pete, Todd Fedoric, Andre Waugh, Brennan, and Aaron Downey. Um, Stephen Pete, man, another man. You hear about him, just, I think you've talked about it many times, just him, even in junior as a 16-year-old, was just, yeah. just like, a, you know, already just like a full-grown man. Uh, <sighs> Talk Doric, one of my favorites. Doric was kind of like Colton Orr to me in the fact, you know, he he did have losses, but, you know, he could just knock you the fuck out, too. Like, he's uh, fight with Matt Johnson. Uh, man, that one stunned me. But, um, yeah, what are your thoughts on the squad? Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I, I, mean, I like all those guys. Yeah, Fedoric, right? Um, yeah, it was either fuck, kill or be killed, right? The way he fought, it was, I mean, yeah, he got dropped, but, well, like, he, you know, he's got even on Twitter his his profile picture is the X ray of his face, right, with all the screws yeah. and shit in it. Like, I mean, yeah, that guy. He, you know, he played the role and uh, he paid. You know, he paid the price for it sometimes. But uh, yeah, he, he'd stick his chin out and go for it. 
Yeah, tough dude for sure. Pete, yeah. I mean, they they talk about Pete playing as a like a fifteen year old in Langley in the BC League and just like pounding guys. I'd love to see that footage of Pete as a fifteen year old in the BC League and he's just smoking dudes. But yeah, sixteen years old in the Western League and he's fighting Parker and Rocky Thompson and like not taking a back seat at all. It's just like, oh my god, yeah. And uh, you know, unfortunately, he got the injuries that he had, so it kind of cut his NHL career short. And uh, but yeah, he was he was a bad dude, man. Like I always tell the story, right? Like when he was in the Western Hockey League and playing for the Calgary Hitmen. I think at that point he was eighteen or nineteen, and uh, we were friends with the with the Blades owner. So the kid, he'd always go down and like get the game notes and stuff beforehand, like for the that they used for the broadcast and shit. And he'd come back up to the seats, and we'd be sitting there, and of course we're like, "Oh, Peter, Petey's here." We heard so much about Pete for you to kick ass and whatever. We start reading the game notes, and it says, of course, it has injury report, you know, and it's like, "Oh, Joe Blow foot, this guy ankle, Stephen Pete stab wound." It's like, I love that story. It's like what? <laughs> yeah. yeah, got stabbed in a bar. He got stabbed in a bar fight two nights earlier in, in Cowboys in Calgary. Apparently, it was like, oh god, you know. Oh, but but apparently, he was legit sticking up for a teammate. I'm like, well, he did the ultimate and got stabbed. I believe it, it. Apparently, so yeah. But I was just like stab wound. Well, there you go. There's something you don't see every day. I'm like, they just couldn't put like you know laceration or you know something like. You just come up with something. No, we'll just go straight out stab wound. There we go. But uh, who who was it on your podcast? I was just like, man, this just rings a bell now. That did he get into like a bar fight? You standing up for one of his teammates, and he got like criminally charged. And then he he pretty much screwed his chance to get to like um to make one of the NHL teams. Does any of this ring a bell? Oh, it was Nickerson, Matt Nickerson. That yeah, 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 man. That, I, I think it was Nickerson. What a shame, huh? Yeah, like I think Dallas wasn't happy with him. I think he uh, yeah that and uh, there was a podcast I was just listening to, and the guy talks about a bar fight that ended up costing him like six hundred grand. What was that? Oh, uh, might it, maybe it was on Spit and Chick. It had to be an NHL guy if he was paying six hundred grand. But it has to be uh, yeah. Um, it must have been on Spit and Chiglets. Wasn't anybody? Wasn't no offense to any of the guys on my show, but none of them could have afforded six hundred thousand bucks. Uh, uh, yeah, not oh, damn. Who was it? I can't remember. But oh yeah, there's been a few mm-hmm. bar fights. But uh, yeah, I know Nickerson uh, got. Decided. I think he had a couple times where he just got just bad luck. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, and I think wrong place at the wrong time, kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah but, uh, anyhow. That's bugging me, that bar fight story now. Damn it. It'll come to me as soon as we hang up. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Searson. Yeah, there you go. There's another guy. I'm surprised he didn't take all LNH guys. But uh, <laughs> I was surprised he didn't figure out a way to get. Uh, there's a guy. I'm surprised he didn't get Jared Sakuski in there somehow. I'm surprised he didn't sneak that guy in. <laughs> yeah. Searson. Uh, a lot more men. Um, so they went with Rick Rippin, Matt Karkner, Mark Tenorti, uh, Jack Nickelhargy, uh, Steve Martinson, and Brad Maxwell. Um, Rick Rippin, what a joy to watch. Like, I think you mentioned it too. He's just kind of like, he had that kind of boxer kind of style. Yep. Um, great middleweight, man. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real shame. Um, yeah, no, it, it sucked, eh? Like, he was just sort of coming into his own there in Vancouver, and I think he was starting to kind of get comfortable and, um, I know the fans kind of really took to him in Vancouver, and he had that run, like you know, that strong year. And yeah, yeah, that sucks. But yeah, no huge ripping guy. 
Loved him in Regina. I was so happy to see him in Vancouver. But, you know, get the call up and stick. And Yeah, Ripper. Uh... Who is it? Oh, Matt Mark Carter. Yeah, Matt. Yeah, there's a, Matt Mark Matt Carter. There's a guy I think underrated. I don't think he gets talked about very much. Um, you know, didn't I don't played a long time in the American Hockey League before he got to the NHL. Had a yeah. you know from some strong seasons. Like I said, he put a tour a few times. Um, you know, tough dude. They had some really good. Probably fights. one of the, the last heavyweight rivalries was probably him and Colton Moore. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I know he had some really good fights with Engelstad in the American League. I mean, that's how long he was around for, right? Like, he was down in, like, Cleveland forever. And uh, it was funny. I looked him up one time, and I was... Because it was right when he was in the NHL, and he was having the fights with... Like, I mean, I knew he was an OHL guy and whatever. But all of a sudden, you go and look at Hockey DB, and it was like, Jesus, he's played that long? Like, he was in the American League for that long? Like, you don't realize it. Yeah. It's like... It's kind of got like that Sean Thornton thing, right? Like they're down there forever, and then of course they seem like they're in the NHL for a while, and then it's like, man, the guy had you know he stuck with it for a long time. But uh, I think he's a coach now in uh, in Bridgeport. I think he's a coach somewhere. Uh, okay, okay, I, I believe. But uh, I feel bad because he actually follows me on Twitter. I was talking to him a while back. Uh, yeah, I know he's coaching anyway. The whole COVID thing screwed everything up, though. You forget where everyone is now, and uh, no kidding. But. Um, yeah, and I was going to say, that Brad Maxwell, I mean, you know, again, I've heard the name, I've seen some of his fights, I can't really, I'm not going to pretend I know, because I don't, uh, many Brad Maxwell fights, uh, same with Steve Martinson, I mean, because he was such a minor, I know he's a minor league legend, I know that, um, I've seen his Hershey stuff, some of it, uh, he wasn't in the NHL for very long, but, uh, you know, undersized, but tough dude. He's actually had a really good coaching career in the minors. I know that. He's won a lot of championships, Martinson. He was in San Diego forever, and I've heard stories about him as a coach. Uh, Interesting dude. Who's the other guy? Um, Tenorti. Tenorti? Mark Tenorti as well. He's a tough D man. Yeah, Yeah. very. There's a guy, new appreciation for him, too, as I've gotten older. Didn't like him when I was young. I don't know why I didn't like him when I was young. I have no idea why, actually. But, yeah. As I go back and watch his career now, watch his fights, yeah, definitely tough dude. Yep, interesting. I, I think it's like, you know, back in the day, there were so many tough players that, you know, we could choose who we like and who we don't like. Exactly, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can and have now your there's favorites. maybe six in the league, so we're like, I like all six of them. Like. Yeah, if they all fight, let's just have draws. Yeah, that's all I want. I don't want anybody to get knocked out. I just want to have draws. Yeah, because I don't want anybody. I don't want any of them to lose. Yeah, because like, oh yeah, like Reeves, Johnson, Lucic, all those guys. Well, all those guys, all six of them, whoever. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. They, yeah, it's the thing, right? You pretty much got to like those guys because they're the only ones left. But yeah, back in the day when every team had three and four guys, it's like yeah, you could pick and choose who you liked and didn't like, and yeah. But I said, as you get older, you were, you know, you uh, you have a, a, new, a newfound respect for these guys for sure. Absolutely. Um, next team is Dr. Chris, the Arizona Carpet Sharks. Oh, here we go. Yeah. The show, the show's champion. The show's. What? He's the defending champion. Yeah, show some respect. Oh, <laughs> my God. What was the rest of you guys doing? Oh, I'm telling you. I can't believe you didn't bring that up on the on the podcast with, with uh, Alec and I. <laughs> Yeah, he had, a, he had a good team. I want to see what... Oh, uh, sorry, I was going to up his team here. What do you have? Uh, 
And yeah, so he won with uh, Ben Wilson, Paul Law, Steve McLaren, John Craighead, John Craighead, Mike Ware, and Mark Fraser. Pretty solid roster. That is a very solid roster. See, he knew the way to Steve's heart was to take Ben Wilson, though. Smart <laughs> guy. See, yeah. that's why he's got doctor in front of his name. There you go. <laughs> yep. Uh, so this year, uh, Chris went with Link Gates, Craig Cox, Shane Chirilla, Chris Tamer, Brandon Witt, and Matt Walker. Um. You know what's interesting is I was kind of updating the profiles here, and um, and there's some tough guys played roller hockey, and uh, I think you've had a couple on here. Yes, uh, yeah. Kittendorf played. Yeah. It's, um, but, like, Cox, that's why I kind of brought it up. Uh, Craig Cox played uh, roller hockey. Uh, Sasha Lakovic. Um, even Tiger Williams, I didn't know he played a game back in 1992, I think, with Vancouver. Like, pretty crazy, though. A lot was, of them actually. He was the coach with the voodoo, I believe. Oh, okay, and on hockey database, it said he got in one game. Yep, yep. Well, I'm sure they were probably short of guys, so Tiger hooked him up. Yeah, but it, it's funny how like there's no hitting in that league, but there's there's a bunch of tough guys. Oh yeah, like oh yeah, there was hitting. Oh yeah, they could hit. Are you sure? Yes. Well, well the incarnation I saw because I remember they played a neutral huh. site game here in Saskatoon, and I went to it, and it was the Edmonton Sled Dogs versus somebody. And there was a massive hit at center ice. They had to cart the guy off. That's how I know there was really? Yeah. I remember I got into a Vancouver Voodoo's game, but I was a little kid at this point. Yeah. And I thought there was no hitting allowed in roller hockey, but you, you, you might be right. Yeah. Oh, there was hitting. There. I know there's some fights, too. I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know there was. Yeah, yeah like, I saw fights. I definitely saw fights. Yeah. I know there was, like, the RHI. That was kind of where Lakovic and those guys were. And I know there was one called the ML. Was it MLH? Major no okay. major, major league role, MLRH. I don't know. So, there was a couple of them because I know my friend played in that one. Um, but yeah, there was a couple, and I think the one year they had fighting, and then it kind of got a little out of control. So they wanted a TV deal, so they cut the fighting back. I can't remember what it was, but I remember there was some fight. Not that there was like brawls yeah. or anything, but I mean, I know there was some fights. But uh, but there were some tough dudes that played in that. Yeah, and that summer, well, because it was just an easy summer gig, right? And, you know, yeah. and it was better than going home and, you know, you know, installing, you know, underground sprinklers or something for the summer. It was like, oh, I can go to go to the beach and play roller hockey, right? Like, so. Uh, yeah, I think um, it was another guest of yours, uh, McWilliams, wasn't he? Didn't yeah, he play as well? Frank Kovacs yeah. played, Mike McWilliam played, okay. Mittendorf, yeah. Yeah. And they all liked it. Yeah, they all had a good time. Like, my friend Kurt played. Uh, he played with Lakovic, actually, in Philadelphia. And he's got some interesting stories, actually. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah they, but for a while, like, when it first came, when it first came out, roller roller hockey was actually kind of, you know, kind of gaining popularity. And I know those some, there were some teams that were, like, throwing out some decent money at those guys. You know, it was on ESPN and shit, or ESPN2 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember it had a team. I had, actually, it was funny. I wish I still had it. I actually had a VHS tape that actually, it was a roller hockey VHS tape that had like hits and fights on it. Damn it, I wish I knew where it was. But, uh, huh, yeah. yeah cause it had That's like, interesting. Yeah, yeah, because it had like an ESPN2 contract, and I'm sure it's probably out there somewhere, but, because uh, I got it from somebody, obviously. But, uh, yeah, yeah, roller hockey. Yeah, the Vancouver Voodoo. Yeah. <laughs> I love those jerseys. You remember their jerseys? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, it's hideous, but it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, and I never got the <laughs> like I never got the voodoo thing in Vancouver. Like I don't know, is there a no? I think it's just the double V sounded good. Yeah, I think we, <laughs> we need something with a V, so that's what we'll do. Yeah, so I'm like I don't know Vancouver. Like I could see maybe in Louisiana, 
I could get I get that part because Voodoo's so big and down in New Orleans and stuff. But I'm like, yeah, I've never associated Voodoo with Vancouver for whatever reason. But you know, what the hell? But oh yeah, I dig <laughs> I, I dig the roller hockey. I wish it was kind of still around, man. It was kind of cool. I'd still watch it over the NHL if they were actually like fighting and stuff. Still, oh, but... Hell yeah! It was, it was to me. It was like really weird to watch them fight on rollerblades. It was kind of odd. I mean, we used to yeah. go out on the street all the time. We wore rollerblades and would fight all the time, but we were idiots in the middle <laughs> of the street. But So to see it on ESPN, too, was kind of odd. I know Darren Langdon played in it, too. Actually, I know that was actually one of the fights I had was a Langdon roller hockey fight. Actually, I'm going to try to find that after we're done here. I'll put that on YouTube if I can find it. But uh, Oh, here. This is obviously after he retired? No, no. He was still playing. Um, was he still playing? When did he play there? Um now see, I'm gonna you're gonna make, I'm gonna open up. Uh, was it like a lockout? He was playing there. Yeah, actually, you might be correct on that, sir. It might be a it might be the lockout. Huh, that's interesting. But now, as I'm saying it now, I might have just uh, jinxed myself, and I'm full of shit. But I'm pretty sure it's Darren Langdon that's in that fight because that's what made me pay attention to it. Real professional setup we got going here, but uh, <laughs> yeah, there it is. Roller hockey, nineteen ninety four. Okay. Yeah, there twenty one games played. He had twenty six points and one hundred and nineteen minutes and penalties. Yeah, with the Anaheim Bullfrogs, I think they, I think they, right. were, they were kind of the big dynasty team. I think was Anaheim. Yeah, I know. I remember talking. The owner used to throw some cash around. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so the night that would have been during yeah the lockout. It's uh, interesting. You learn so much on this show. See, this is why people should tune in. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we got uh, next team is Beaver Hunt. Um, this is actually a pretty good hockey team again. It's uh, they got Rick Tockett, uh, Mick Fakoda, Brendan Shanahan, Mike Peluso, Sean Antosky, and Tyler Randall. But, uh, Tockett oh. and Shanahan—that's um, that's a good squad. Well, I mean, you know, the argument could be made that, that was like Shanahan was probably the best power forward ever. I mean, really, if you yeah. go by straight numbers, I mean, that's ridiculous. Tockett, there's another guy. Personally, I think he should be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. We'll see. Tockett, oh, man, his numbers are crazy if you look at them, like, penalty minutes and points. Yeah. Well, and I always, and I and I like him. I'm a fan. But I'm like, well, the moment you put Clark Gillies in the Hall of Fame, well, there you go. Tockett's got better numbers than Gillies does. You know, yeah. like he's got about 100 more goals than Gillies. He has two Stanley Cups. I mean, so, if... if not that I think Stanley Cup should be the matter about the Hall of Fame in a team sport, but I mean, nonetheless, they seem to view him as such. Well, Tockett's got those too, so yeah, I don't know, but I oh, I love Rick Tockett. He is one of my all-time favorite players, top three favorite players. Shanahan, I like, I love Shanahan as a player. As a GM lately, some of his comments are irritating me. Ah, oh, uh, fuck. The but, player's amazing. I'll agree with you on that, yeah. You no, know, as a playing career, also one of the best. I loved him. Uh, now, uh, I, 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 get, I put it this way. I guess I get where he's coming from. I get what he's saying. But it's like, uh, know your fucking fan base, man. Come on. You know, like, I don't know. I and also, don't know. When, he, when he was working for, those, the, for the league and the emails came out that went you know, just at the time Wade Belak had died, and he was saying, "Now is the time for us to strike and get rid of fighting." And I was like, "You fucking snake, man!" I, I haven't liked him since. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I kind of, 
Yeah, I mean, not that I can't... Uh, okay, I think I said that on one of my episodes. Um, I, I get... I mean, everyone has a right to their opinion, and I mean, and he does have a very, obviously, a very educated opinion, clearly, more than you and I, for sure, obviously. Yeah. But, and that, and I get it, but, mm, I, I think it's, I think for a lot of times it's for the wrong reasons. Like, I think a more, a lot of that time it's, it's, it always seems to be sort of like a political, like, sort of a grandstanding move. Like, no one ever, I always, with all these leagues, when all they do all these rules and everything, it's like, no one ever talks to players. It seems because the players wouldn't agree to any of this, and it's like, well, ultimately they're the ones doing it. So I don't know why we're not just consulting with them and whatever they want to do. That's what you do because they're the ones that ultimately have to live with the consequences, you know. But it's always these executive guys that are making these decisions. It's like, well, it's not you, so I don't know, you know, I don't know, whatever. But I've ranted about this on probably every second episode of every <laughs> podcast I've ever done, but. Yeah, it's it just uh, yeah. When you see an old school right. guy like that, though, it's it's disappointing to read those comments for sure. Yeah, yeah. But in terms of a career, he was awesome. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Do you know much about uh, Tyler Randall? I was going to say I have no fucking clue who that is. Okay. I have I have never heard that right. name until you just said it. To be completely <laughs> honest, he's one of the actually few players in our in the HFL our hockey fight league that's actually still playing. Um, I think mainly American Hockey League, but hey, I didn't know too much about him too. But he's, um, he, you know, he's fought Ryan Reese, McLeod, Clifford, Sestito. We had a good fight with um, uh, Brett Gallant, Josh Gratton. Like he's, he's fought, he's fought pretty much all the big guys left. But uh, yeah, he, he looks decent. I think he, I want to say he was in uh, in the Bruin system, maybe Buffalo now. But um, yeah, newer guy. I'm. I, I, some of these newer guys coming up now, I don't really know that well either. Well, it's weird because, like you said, he fought Gratton and Gallant, and all. I'm like, where was I? He's been around. It's in the AHL. So, yeah, he's. I think he just came up in the, in the NHL, maybe. I'm just guessing now. I'm probably totally wrong. But I want to say, like, last year or the year before. But other than that, he's been in the AHL for a bunch of years. But Huh. Well, there you go. There's my homework assignment. I'm going to look up Tyler Randall. Cause I'm gonna, yeah, you're yeah. going to have, I'm gonna, you know, you're going to do a fight podcast. I should know these things. So I'm going to, uh, there you go. There's my homework assignment. I, I'm literally writing it down right now. Tyler Randall. All right. <laughs> I mean, with me, I don't know the old guys and I don't even know the new guys anymore. <laughs> like, I don't know what kind of a fight. You're, you're right in the middle. It's like if he played for the Giants, John's <laughs> on it. Yeah. If you learn Skeech's line, I know who that is. Yep. <laughs> Hey, how, um, how many jerseys do you have anyway? Jerseys? Yeah. As I'm writing this down. Like like uh, game one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Uh, oh, you know me. I'm just a big Darian Skeel fan, so I got four of his. Skeel, yeah. I was going to say, it was. Uh, I, I should get him on the podcast. You should. I'm, I've asked him once, and he's just like, um, he's like, oh, and he's playing in college. He's like, I'm so out of practice now and stuff. So I'm not sure if he just it's not his thing or. Well, he plays or, the Dodgers. Or, or, I can get to, I can get shit. I'll get Dakota to talk him. Yeah, you should. Do you definitely should. He, yeah, fo- we, he I mean, follows me on Twitter. He follows me on Twitter, and I'm yeah. pretty sure he's listened to some episodes. So, yeah, he'll. Uh, if you're listening, man, we'll get you on here. I'm gonna have to. I have to go educate myself. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to pick John's brain to get some uh, scouting tips here and go back and watch some of your fights. But I, yeah, I, I know the fights I did. I, I know the fights I did watch. He he fucking dummy dudes, man. He was awesome. 
Uh, he was just bullying guys in the WHL, and then he's gone on to Carlton with Dakota, and and yeah. and same thing. He's <laughs> he, he's not meant for that league, though. I mean, every he puts out like every game guaranteed he's crushing at least two guys with hits and like every second one he's getting suspended or tossed in the game I'm like dude you have to move on i mean they're probably doing that in the professional leagues too now i mean you've seen the hits that they're getting like misconducts and yeah. suspensions for now which is oh my god it's ridiculous but yeah it's it'll a shame i mean it'll, I, I know dakota has kind of mentioned that he wants to go pro after he graduates you know, just, you know, do it for a couple of years, say you did it. Of course, yeah. Yeah, I mean, have you talked to him about it at all? Uh, yeah, well, Darren was going to go back to, he had every intention of going back to Carleton this year, and then they've canceled their season. Yeah. So I know he was kind of, um, he was kind of looking at the East Coast and the, kind of that, um, kind of seeing what his options are, which I'm sure a bunch of the, the college guys are doing now, because, you know, they don't want to sit a year without playing hockey. Yeah, well, it's interesting. So it's like, do you go to school and just get the degree over with and not play, or or just play senior or whatever happens to be in the area? Yeah. Or do you? Because I wonder how they do that though. Like, if he goes and plays pro, does he lose his WHL money? Or can he? Go I back know to he school? can't. If they play pro, they can't play uh, call uh, university hockey for a full year if they do a season. Yeah. So he, I don't know about his education, but he wouldn't be able to go back and play. Mm, yeah. Well, yeah. Obviously, I guess. Yeah. I was just wondering guys, if, like, like it, if with the way everything's going, if they're going to kind of yeah. change the rule a little bit, or you know. But maybe it's tough though if you're like you know like Dakota and Daring, they're twenty three, twenty four. Like this is kind of be like their big year before, like you know, making an impression and going pro, right? So I mean, it yeah. kind of really screwed them over. But yeah. Well, and you're kind of you know you're entering your sort of your prime athletic years, right? And it's like, yeah. You know, at the same time, if the NHL is not there, I mean, you know, how long do you want to play in the in the minors for, right, before you move on with your life and stuff, too? You know, and that's pretty tough when you get out there at, like, 25, 26. You know, what's the, what's your hockey life expectancy, right? Like, a couple of years, and then you're, you know, get on with your life. I mean, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens with those guys. But, yeah, I mean, you know, good for them. Got out and got their education, which is always the smartest move. And then... uh you know, use that WHL money for what it was attended for. So, always, yeah, always yeah, a good plan. Sure. But yeah, those, uh, Carl, I said, shit, Carl's university team was tougher than some of these junior teams. Uh, yeah, they had another guy, um, in the WHL too, Cody McDonald, and he's another, I, I know you don't really follow the New York guys, but too, but he's a tough guy too. And so, Carl, <laughs> they actually probably did have a tougher team than a lot of these NHL teams. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Tyler Randall. Well, there you go. I'm going to look that cat up. But uh, who was the other guy on that team? Uh, who are we missing? Sean Antosky was there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Peluso and Fakoda as well. Yeah. Yeah, see, there you go. Yeah, Pelu- yeah Fakoda, Sastoon boy. But, uh, yeah, I was never a big Fakoda fan. Respect him. Did it a He's long very- time. He did it a long time, but, eh, yeah. You know, Vakota, uh, so, you know, he's got his famous body slam and stuff, and so yeah. a lot of people don't like him because of it. I recently read, I don't know if it's true, but someone said he did that because he didn't want to, like, uh, mess up his hands. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, well, I kind of, you know, I mean, here we are saying, you know, like, you know, just throw away, you know, and whatever, but, like, it makes sense. You know, yeah, like, yeah. You know he's going to be the one dealing with arthritis later in his hands and stuff. So I'm like, I kind of like, okay, like, I get it. That, that makes sense, but... 
Oh, yeah. It doesn't make for the most exciting fight, but, you know, we're just sitting on that couch wanting to be entertained. We're not actually doing it. Oh, exactly. No, and I mean, I get it for sure. I was just, I always used to kind of bug me is like he'd be winning the fight and he'd still do it. I'm like, dude, you're dominating this guy. You don't need to pick him up. Just kick his ass, you know, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, him and, uh, oh, Peluso. Yeah, I was, uh, yeah, hopefully he's, he, I know he's got that lawsuit still going and, uh, yeah, you know, I know. Yeah. Hopefully, he gets the help he you know he needs with his health issues. But uh, you know, in terms of his playing, yeah, I was actually a fan of Peluso. I know his balance was the shits and everything, and but he just throw them wild haymakers and yeah, I don't, I, I was always kind of down with Peluso. You know, he was kind of my you know I, I don't you know he wasn't the league champ or anything, but I mean he'd give her shit and wasn't afraid to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And again, yeah, yeah he's, a like couple, a, a he's like a Jim Cummins to me, right? Exactly. Yeah, no, I dig those dudes, man. I love those guys. But yeah, he got a couple cups, and I mean, he played really well in New Jersey. That Stanley Cup run, those he was awesome on that line. And, uh, you know, yeah, no, I'm down with Peluso. He was cool. Uh, so one of our two expansion teams this year is the Knuckle Dusters. And I think, um, I believe... Uh, they're out in eastern Canada, so they got. Uh, I know he's a fan of the LNH, so they went with um, Francis Lessard, uh, Pierre Luc LeBlond, uh, Doug Dowell, Garrett Burnett, Craig Martin, and uh, Jesse Bullerich. Yeah, um, yeah. Doug Dowell, I like Dowell. I mean, he yep. can really throw well with both hands. Um, yep. You know, he's yeah. That was an interesting. Did. Actually, I just put that fight up on my YouTube channel. Brad, speaking of Brad Brown. Brad Brown and Doug Dowell from the OHL. It's oh, really, okay. Really good fight, actually. I yeah, on that one. Okay. Yeah, I just, I just put it up like two nights ago. Yeah, it was. Uh, that's a really good one. But no, I was a big Doug Dowell fan. Uh, Pierre Luc LeBlanc. There's another guy. Whoa. That guy was vicious, man. Played in the minors forever. The old PL three. Yeah, he could go. Yeah, I, actually, I, thought, I read he like played in the LNH last year. He was like selling houses, and then all of a sudden he goes and decides he's going to play a few games in like Laval or something. And I know I, the two fights I watched him, he was in. He friggin' destroyed whoever he fought. It was like, yeah, he still got it. Yeah, big dude and tough. And yeah, who's the other? Oh, Burnett. <laughs> yeah, there. You know. I like Burnett. I so do I. He's like. His little balance issues and stuff, but you know what? Man, he had great fight with like McLaren. I think he fought Parker three t- uh, oh, he's like three four Parker. times. Yeah, TKO'd uh, uh, Vandenbush a couple times. Uh, yeah, just a beast, man. Just looking at him, he's intimidating. Oh yeah, he built like a Greek guy. Oh, they used to say, yeah, he'd, he'd be warm. He, you know, he'd be down by the by the glass with no shirt on after getting kicked out, and all the chicks dig him. And yeah, back when he was playing in the minors. Oh yeah. Yeah, Burnett. I, there's another guy. Interesting, you know. He had that big off ice thing, and uh, he he was in the off. He had he got really fucked up. Yeah, he got in that bar fight. And he got hit with a fucking metal pole. Um, he did, yeah. Yeah, BC there, and uh, I know he was in the hospital. Like you know, had brain damage, and you know, I haven't heard too much. I think he's I think he's kind of up and going again. But I I know he had there was some real that was some real heavy shit like like motor skill wise, and he got really messed up. And uh, I know the guy got charged that hit him with it, and yeah, that was a bad scene. But you know, hopefully he's. Uh, I haven't. I haven't heard. Like I said, there's another guy. I haven't heard too much of the updates over the last couple of years about how he's doing. But uh, yeah, I hope he's doing good. But yeah, I was always a Burnett guy. He was sort of that lovable. I don't know. There's something about him I liked, and I don't. And, I, and it's certainly yeah. I mean, 
there was a few fights they'd drop the gloves and throw one and he'd fall down and that'd be it and you know I was like ah oh, fuck you know but other times it's like oh yeah he, but he'd always give her and he'd always he's always entertaining something was always going to happen when he was out there I, I will say it. I don't. I don't mean this in like a disrespectful way, but I, I, I still can't believe he got a full NHL season. I still can't believe it in <laughs> yeah. Anaheim, and I don't yeah. mean that in, yeah. a, in a derogatory because he made. He hey, he made the most of it and he did the work, but it was like, man, can I just like think back? You just think of like you know Engelstad and all these guys that like never got that chance, and it was like, oh man, you know, like Engelstad was like way better than Burnett was, but it was just like, yeah. But it was weird. Anaheim did that a couple times. Like they did that with Sawyer too. Like they gave Sawyer that full year, and it was like really, yeah, you know. And then Thornton, that was Thornton's kind of first real big year, full season with with Anaheim. Yeah, he won the cup with them. You know, like Anaheim always had that soft spot for like that real tough guy, and like they took flyers on dudes, and it was like so. It was always really cool. I always kind of dug Anaheim for that. You know. Yeah, I was so happy to see Burnett. Uh, make the NHL. I, I've told this on Twitter before, but when I was like, I think maybe like 13 years old, he was in the IHL at the time with I think Cleveland, and I I wrote him asking for an autograph. And the dude he sent me back like six signed cards. He like hand wrote like a three page letter to me. Like I was pretty cool, man. Like at the Absolutely. time, I was like, I was so like, what, man, I'm a grown adult, and I'd still be pretty hyped for that. Right? Well, you but, uh, like, well, especially as a kid, right? I mean, that's it's shit like that yeah. you remember, and you'll always remember that. Well, here you are, right? Twenty years later, telling yeah. it on a podcast because you remember that, you know. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's like, yeah, yeah, you remember shit like that for sure. Like I said, like uh, when I was in the biscuit, I told the Gretzky story. Now, granted, it's Gretzky, but I mean. I was eight years old when it happened. I can remember it like it was yesterday. And other than that, ask me something else that happened to me when I was eight years old. I can't, Chris, I can't tell you what I had for supper yesterday, but I can remember <laughs> word for word meeting Wayne Gretzky in Edmonton. And it was like, you know, yeah, and I mean, you're, it makes such an impression on you. You know, and at any time in life, I, I guess it doesn't have to be just when you're a kid, but I mean, when, I don't know, when you, it's just an impression that's made on you. So yeah, I mean, these guys, when, you know, when people like do stuff like that, yeah, no, and like I've heard everyone I've talked to, like, like even the guys on my show, they might, you know, they oh I fought Burnett, and ah yeah, when you played against him, I fucked that guy, you know, whatever. But then it's like, yeah, but he's a good dude though, good dude. Like I've never heard anybody say anything bad about him. They might yeah. not like playing against them at the time, but afterwards, I don't think any, I've never, you know, maybe I'm up my ass, but I mean, I've never heard anybody say anything bad about Burnett. You know, he's supposed to be really nice, so you know. And it, well, look what he did for you. And like I said, I, I know other fans that say he's awesome, good dude. So yeah, that's why I really hope he's doing well. And yeah, but uh, no, it was like I said. Yeah, I was I was pumped when he got made Anaheim and, and played there all season. It was like fucking a, make some NHL money for a year. Attaboy. boy, that's cool. It was funny because when yeah, he was in his letter. I, I should take these letters out. I still have them, of course. Like if I think of them, my parents' place. But he was in the IHL at the same at the time. And he said, he's like, I have no doubt I'm making the NHL. And he's like, he's like, when I leave the IHL, he's like, I'm never going back. And like, I mean, he actually did it, right? Like, yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, every league that guy was in, that guy fought every step of the way. And it was like, yeah. And he, uh, no credit to him, man. Absolutely. Guy fought wars. Yep. Well, that's one conference done. Okay. Hold on. We, yeah. All right, we I cut you off, but now we're back recording here. We're we're back on the next conference. 
Well, I, I, I know you're uh, you're on holidays and everything. I'm keeping you up late here, but so I, I won't I won't keep you for very. Not that we're going to run run through you here, but uh, I won't keep you too much longer. No, we're all good. We're all good. So um, yeah, starting the next conference here. So we have uh, the herd. Um, they went with uh, Clark Gillies, uh, Nick Fitzhugh, uh, George Peros, Darcy Hordachuk, uh, Sasha Lakovic, and uh, your buddy Terry Ryan. Yeah, there you um, go. Yeah, there you go. Terry Good Ryan time to promote new, his book. New book out there, folks. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> fights, film, and folklore. Terry Ryan, twenty twenty at Gmail. If you want to get an autographed copy right from Terry, he'll hook you up. So uh, I think it's thirty bucks or something, thirty five bucks autographed. He'll ship it right to you. So. Help Terry out. Terry's a good dude. So, and if it's any, if, like I said, if it's half as good as his first book, it'll be awesome because his first book is one of the best hockey books I ever read. So, yeah, but, I'm just but setting these up perfectly for you. Yes, you are. You set that one up on a T, man. But yeah, Terry Ryan. <laughs> I got a ton of Terry Ryan fights on my YouTube channel too. He was he's underrated fighter. Very good, and he's small. He wasn't a very big guy, but yeah, he was he was tough. Didn't back down. And on the Hortichuk, watched him come up with the blades. I'm a huge Hortichuk fan. He was awesome. He just steamrolled guys playing junior too. Big hit. Yeah, he's he's great to watch. Just swings away. Um, you know, he's got that infamous win over Peter Worrell. That yep. was crazy seeing Worrell get dropped like that. But um, yeah, I was going to ask you as as a uh, Saskatoon blade was. Uh, how good was he in the dub? Like, was he in like the champ uh, talk or? Yeah, oh, yeah. I'd say so. Yeah, I'd say he was one of the top guys. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so that second year, yeah, he had uh, he had thirty. I think he had thirty fights both years, and uh, yeah, he was cruising. The only guy I really saw take a round out of him was Pete, and uh, you know, which you know, Pete took a round out of a lot of guys. I mean, it wasn't that bad, but I mean, Pete, you know, took him. And then of all people, and I don't mean that to slight him, but it surprised the hell out of us, was in a playoff game against the Regina Pats, and Garth Murray buckled Hortichuk. And we couldn't believe it. We're like, Jesus, really? But, yeah, he did. And, uh, yeah, so that was a little, not, you know, I mean, they didn't have to help him up off the ice or anything, but, yeah, he caught him, and it was like kind of one of the kind of flash knockdowns, and it was like, Jesus, wow, that was surprising. But, uh yeah, other than that, Hortichuk ran around and oh yeah, he'd fight everybody. I gotta get my Hortichuk. I have a Hortichuk blades tape somewhere that I got off Darcy. He gave to me, and I was watching his fight tapes. And he, I, I, that's how much he gave a shit about his fights. He couldn't even use a new tape because as soon as his fights were done, the Power Rangers came on. I was like, really? You use the Power Rangers tape to tape your fights? Okay. I was like, I'll, I'll give you five bucks to get a new VHS tape at the time. You can use a brand new one. Come on, man. But uh, the fights were good, though. But uh, And he fought everybody. Yeah, Every time Swift Current would come to town, he'd fight like three times. He'd literally fight like Colton or Sommerfeld and like Serdachny every game. But Jesus. Yeah. yeah, he was a tough dude. And like I said, and, he, and other than when he wasn't fighting, he'd, he'd run around like, actually, I'd never seen anybody like that. He'd run around like a Super Bowl. And hit everybody. And the next time I saw that was when Garrett Hunt played for the Giants. That was the next person. That's gonna say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was weird because Hunt was smaller. Like not that Hortichuk was big, but I mean Hortichuk looked like a giant next to Hunt. I mean, what's Hunt? Five seven, five eight. I mean Hortichuk's at least six feet, six feet tall and kind of wide. But Hunt was just this. Uh, it just looked funnier with him because he was just so small. But. I mean, the guy was a bodybuilder. I mean, he was jacked, but it, or well, he was shredded. He wasn't jacked. He was like ripped, but he looked, uh, you know, all of five foot six, seven. I mean, probably about one hundred and seventy pounds. But I mean, yeah, 
run around like a madman. That Garrett Hunt DVD is awesome. That's like one of my favorite DVDs. Yeah, I, I mean, Garrett Hunt, he's just worth the admission, like, just him, just to go to the games for him. Yep. I think, um, I think it was Tony actually out in Vancouver here saying that Hunt used to, like, before the face-off, like, as soon as the puck dropped, he would fight, like, pretty much every time he knew it was coming. And then the rule came in, like, they were just starting giving out, like, misconducts if you fought, like, right off the draw. Oh, yeah, halfway yeah. through the year, they call it, like, the Garrett Hunt rule. Yeah, the Giants yeah. start every game with a fight. So they eventually, yeah. like, halfway through the year, like, yeah, you know, you can't do that anymore. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, he would. Yeah, every game. Oh, he was great. Yeah. All oh, you Giants fans. I mean, Tony and Chris, Napes and all those guys, I said, they got so spoiled. I mean, they had winning Memorial Cups. They had Lucic and Cassian and Hunt and all these guys. And, like, they're five years into the league and they're winning a cup. And here in Saskatoon, we got the oldest junior team in Canada that hasn't won a Memorial Cup yet, you know. Yeah, Giants. They had they had some tough guys roll oh, through over the years. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and then to think they had all three of those guys at the same time that one year, yeah. Lucic, Cassian, and Hunt on the same team, and like, and then you throw JD Watt and those guys in there with them. It's like, oh my god, you know, like, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, you got spoiled in Vancouver. Yeah. So, but needless to say, those Giants fight DVDs were awesome. Yeah. 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 Um, we got the Boogeymen. They uh, went with uh, Patrick Bordelow, Bennett Wolf, Andrew Peters, Michael Haley, Randy Holt, and uh, Dave Hutchinson. I saw Haley just signed with uh, Ottawa, which is awesome to see. Yep. Yep. No, that's cool. It's kind of a real old school team. Bennett Wolf. There you go. I was uh, going to say, um, I don't, I mean, I obviously that I don't. I don't remember watching Ben Wolf. That was kind of before my time. But uh, the older fight fans, they speak very highly of him. Uh, do you know much about him? Not really. Uh, oh, I know. Yeah, they do. I don't. Not, I mean, I've seen some of his minor league stuff. I know uh, him and Craig Cox had a couple of really good ones in the minors. Um, he was up with Pittsburgh for a little bit. Uh, yeah, but I don't. Kind of one of those minor league. Yeah, had a huge rep in the minors. But yeah, I'm certainly. I mean, I've, like I said, I know who he is. I've seen limited footage of him. But yeah. That's an interesting team. It's kind of an old school team. Uh, with Hutchinson, there's another guy. Um, I think if you talk to some of the older people, I, Hutchinson always sort of gets shit for kind of. He always kind of gets called kind of a stick guy. He's kind of dirty, but he would fight. But uh, I think he was more sticky than he was fighting wise. But uh, uh, although he has the infamous uh, knockdown there of Robinson, I don't know that uh, I think Hab fans are trying to forget. But uh, <laughs> yeah, they don't. They don't mention that one. No, no. Uh, who's the other guy? Um, Andrew Peter, yeah, Andrew Randy Peter. Holt. Yeah, yeah, Holt. Yeah, the Holt. There's another guy. He's a tough dude too. Um, yeah, I don't know much about him. Uh, well, I mean, I know him and stuff, but again, far from a Randy Holt expert. But uh, yeah, that's kind of definitely an old school team. And then Andrew Peters. I think Andrew Peters yeah. is actually a lot better than people. Uh, give him credit for and actually of all the people I went back it was funny because I think it came up in one of my Twitter tournaments it was ended up I think it was McGratton versus Peters was one of the matchups in the Twitter tournament and of course I mean you know obviously McGratton won the vote or whatever and of course all these people are like oh McGratton would kill him and Peters a joke and blah 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 it's like well those two fought like seven times in the NHL go on YouTube and watch Andrew Peters versus McGratton there's a video that has all seven fights in it 
McGrath ain't saying he won any of those. I could tell you better not be because he didn't. Peters like hangs with McGrath completely in all of them. Like yeah, and it's like right then I was like really because I always kind of thought Peters was just kind of a big. I mean, because everybody sees the Johnson thing when Johnson really gave it to him and you know yeah. stuff like that. But I mean, nah, Peters was pretty good actually. I mean, I thought he was like when I went and watched him. And, he, and like I said, when he can hang with McGratton, who, you know, a lot of people will say, you know, sort of the champ around that time and whatever. But, I don't know, Peter's pretty good. Big dude. Yeah, he, yeah, he's a legit heavyweight. I mean, this, uh, they have uh, Patrick Bordalo, too. I mean, yeah. that's another guy I thought was pretty legit. Yeah, he wasn't around for very long, but, yeah, he, uh, you know, in the NHL, but... It was weird. I think coming up, he wasn't much of a fighter. I think he kind of took, took over the role. In the, but uh, I, I was looking it up. For some reason, he didn't actually fight as much as I thought he did. But, yeah, he was pretty good when he did it, though. I know he went over to the U.K. there. and I think he's in actually in the LNAH, or he was. Did I was going to say, I thought he did, um, yeah, had a year or two, or two there. But Yeah, like, I don't think he really fought there. I think, yeah, I think he just lives in the area, and it's, you know, whatever, took the money, but... I don't know. He might have had one or two. Well, he had to have fought somebody because that's how I knew he was there. But yeah, it was. Uh, but yeah, again, interesting team. I it an uh, old school flavor for sure. Um, our next team, uh, season two champs, are the Greyhounds. Uh, so they went with Glenn Cochran, Dave yeah. Richter, Gord Donnelly, Bill Heward, Enrico Ciccone, and uh, Dave Kochi. Uh, Enrico, Enrico. I think, should I kick him out of the league? Yeah, yeah. Fucking like playing politics, right? There you go. Yeah. Political grandstanding. I mean, yeah, we're, anybody under 18 can't fight. Okay, we're going to ask for IDs at the face-off circle now? Like, come on, Enrico, what are you doing here? Like, but I mean, like, yeah, we won't get too off topic, but I like, in your podcast, and the thing that kind of stuck with me, too, is it's okay to be against fighting and stuff, but when he came out and he was like, I just don't understand why we have it, that's when you're kind of like, dude, fuck off. Like, Well, if yeah, if anybody should understand why it's him, like I could see fucking Joe Lifetime politician that never picked up a hockey stick saying that because he probably really doesn't have a clue why there is. And of, and of all those people, Enrico Ciccone should know exactly why there's fighting. You know, and don't be so fucking ignorant. Like, or, you know, or play the... You know, well, what do you mean? Like, oh, come on, man. You know exactly what you mean. Like, you know, he knows. And it was always funny because, like, there's a guy, like, again, I'm not just because of his political stance. It has nothing to do with it. But even as a fight fan, I never liked Ciccone. He always bugged me. I never liked him as a player. But, I mean, tough dude, and he fought and stuff. But I was never a Ciccone fan. And then, then I read his political commentary, and I'm like, oh, I fucking hate you even more now. <laughs> <laughs> he's dirty man filthy yeah. player back in the day he was but yeah. you know yeah and then uh, um, but go Bill Heward I mean he's a guy who oh. could pull out an upset on on Heward, people I mean Heward, man. he's got power like, oh. at that Tony Twist fight shows it yeah go back and watch he, some of Heward's fights yeah he put the he pounded a couple of dudes yeah you, I always I always feel bad. Like I'm just pimping out my YouTube channel constantly, but I actually put some pretty good Heward fights up there from the American League back in the day. And Heward was a bad dude, man. Underrated. Yeah, tough guy. Then hey, Glenn Cochran, there's another guy. Oh, Captain Caveman. That guy was vicious. Uh, Cochran put some poundings on dudes. I love Glenn Cochran. He was great. Yeah, that's a good team. I like it. I dig it. Uh, we got Hoagies and Grinders. Uh, they went with Trevor Gillies, 
Chris McAllister, uh, LaRue, Josh Granton, uh, Josh Granton, sorry, uh, Brant Myers and Daryl uh, Bootland. I think you and me were both Trevor Gillies fans. Um, Absolutely. I mean, what a career the guy had. Like, uh, oh. you know, it's funny. I feel like he gets attacked more than other enforcers and labeled as a goon. I don't know if it's because of that Islanders Pittsburgh game where he's, he's yelling at the player who's injured and stuff. But, uh, you know, he, I've heard other enforcers talk about him, like Yabo, Mike Scroy and stuff, and they just can't speak highly enough of the guy. Oh, yeah, everybody. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, he played until he was 40, and, I mean, everybody was shitting on him because he's in the East Coast League there for the last few years. But, I mean, like the South Carolina guy said, the guy's basically a player coach. How do you not want that around your young guys? To have a guy that's like, and he's a fitness fanatic, always on the guy to be in the gym and fitness and nutrient, nutrient, uh, you know, uh, about the nutrition and stuff. And the guy was just a pro, man. And, I mean, yeah, you can call him whatever you want, but, I mean, the guy played, you know, until he was 40 in pro hockey. And, uh yeah, and was well. Even at forty, he was the t- well, even at forty, he was probably the toughest guy in hockey. You could have put him at forty in the NHL, and he he would have he could hang with Reeves without a problem, you know. So absolutely, I mean, Gillies was insane, and uh, yeah, tough dude. Played forever, fought everybody. I mean, what do you say about Gillies? Guy fought everybody, and and I mean that whole Pittsburgh Islander thing. The Penguins started that whole thing the game before that's why that all happened so it's like well you get what you get you know and i mean oh yeah and everybody talks like gillies like tried to you know attempted murder or something it's like really he just yelled the guy to get up i mean let's everybody calm down you watch the brawl gillies (laughs) he really didn't even do anything gillies did a lot worse (laughs) shit other than that i can tell you that and that brawl he's an intense guy though you know you see him yelling and you can you can feel it through your tv oh yeah well he was serious like oh for sure if you could have grabbed the guy you would have murdered him but i mean like i said it's like oh because he was mean and yelling things like well you know but you know new age fans get all worked up it's like oh shit he did things 10 times worse than that you know but i mean yeah he's an intense dude and i mean you know i i think he's one of those guys that probably played hockey 10 years too late like if he had been around in the 80s he probably would have had an nhl much longer nhl career uh, yeah but uh and then daryl bootland same thing played forever I was always really mad that the Red Wings never gave him a shot because you look at the numbers he put up in the minors at that time, it was ridiculous. Like 30 goals in 300 minutes in Grand Rapids, and the guy can't even get a sniff in the NHL. When your NHL team's like the biggest pussies in the league, it's like, really? Come on. This guy can't play on the fourth line somewhere, you know? But, uh, no, I love Daryl Bootland. He was great. Great player. Good, solid, solid minor league power forward guy. Yeah. Myers is, Myers is an interesting one. You know, like, mm-hmm. Brent Myers, I was always a big fan. I mean, you know, throwing the left bombs and stuff. And I always just thought, oh, the only knock on Brent Myers is maybe his balance. And then I can't remember who it was, but someone pointed out, they're like, I don't think it's his balance, though. Like, I think he just throws his shots in, and then he likes to go down. Yes. And, like, I would never want to accuse a guy of going down without a reason, but it's kind of interesting if you look at the videos. Yeah, Steve and I talked about that on the show, yeah, like Myers. Okay. He, like, again, even when he's winning, it's like, all of a sudden, it's like this slip. He hits I'm, the ice, kind I'm of. I'm doing air strange. quotes. Yeah, and it's like, what well, you know, like, I don't know. But, it, you know, and again, yeah, I don't want to cast aspersions on anybody, but it's kind of, it don't, it's weird, because I watched him in junior, and he didn't do it in junior. And he didn't do it when he was coming up in the IHL. He didn't do that shit. It was only when he got to the NHL. And it was like, I don't know what's going on, but I don't know if he just didn't want to get hit. But 
I don't know, but he was big dude, tough dude, lefty, and I know he had some off-ice issues, and, you know, that kind of really derailed him at the end, but, I mean, yeah, but, I mean, in the Western League, I mean, he was the man in the Western League. He was scary as shit. I remember in Saskatoon here, we had Rhett Tremblay, who at the time we thought, like, he was pummeling everybody, and we thought he was the champ of the league. Fucking Myers came to town and, like, two-punched him, and I was like, oh, shit, you know, like, we never saw anybody do that to Rhett. Red. He always like so pumped up after his fights too, which I love. Oh yeah, just, man. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm down with Myers. He was cool, man. Um, our next team is Battalion. Uh, this is uh, Shane from uh, History the History of Hockey. His podcast, right? Yes, yeah, sure. sir. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good dude. Yeah, uh, good podcast too. Very, uh, very professional. Unlike us here tonight. Oh yeah, I mean. <laughs> oh, exactly. I mean, that guy, like, he puts in the time, and it's like, you know, he edits it all, he researches everything. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, I know. He's like a, an actual professional podcast guy. You know, that's what William and I used to laugh. And then, you know, then we throw our shit out there, and it's like, oh, God. You know, we just look, it's just complete fucking amateur hour when we fucking push the league. And we hit our, we hit record here, it's straight downhill. Yeah, but no, Shane, yeah, he does a great job. Yeah. Uh, so he went with Darren McCarty, uh, Jacques Mayotte, um, J. Bob Battleship Kelly, uh, Terry Roskowski, Jeff Rogers, and uh, Cody McLeod. So it's the mailman's first HFL season. I'm interested to see how he does. I mean, he's tough, tough dude. Oh, yeah. I, I know, was it Jay you had on your show? <laughs> I, I enjoyed that story about him trying to steal his wife. Do you know who I am? Yeah. Was it? It was Jay, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, Mayotte, man. Yeah, minor league legend. Tough guy, though. Oh fuck! Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, throw that left and minor league legend, and uh, you know he's got. Yeah, Mayotte. He's got a lot of heat with guys. There's a lot of guys that don't have. Uh, well, none of them, they all say he's tough. There, no one's ever said he he wasn't tough. But yeah, I talked to more than a few guys that are not friggin' fans of Jock Mayotte. But uh, I think off ice he might be a bit much. But uh, on the ice, there was no denying that he could uh, he could put it down for sure. And uh, yeah, Battleship Kelly. There's like one of Don Cherry. Like when Don Cherry says he's you're one of the he's one of the toughest guys he ever coached. That's uh, that's saying something. That carries a lot of weight when Cherry says that. That's for sure. And uh, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, Jeff Rogers. I, oh. I feel if Rogers like stuck to fighting middleweights, we'd be talking about him as like one of the best middleweights. Yeah, it's just he was just always fighting up a weight class. Yeah, just always punching up, and yeah, and he was yeah undersized and just didn't give a shit, and just wide open, and yeah, I mean you know whatever, he, yeah for sure. I mean he took some took some lumpings, but uh, you know I mean you know the true like everyone loves to yell you know grit and warrior spirit and uh, you, if you want to yell that I mean I think in in the dictionary it would have his picture I mean that doesn't get much tougher than that guy and, and I mean even talking to his kid Dakota who played the same way and fought the same way um, uh, like he said uh, you know his la- his dad probably carved out his final his last three years in the NHL just because he was a dressing room guy right and yeah. it's, and it's yeah. like that that's the true he wore fucking guy wore the captain wore letter on all, every team he played on, and there's there's a reason for that, right? And it's you know, and like we you know we always as fight fans, I think we always get oh this guy you know he, oh, he didn't win a lot or this guy's win loss or you know or whatever, yeah. and it's like and you know okay that's fan stuff and whatever, but I think in terms of like as, and playing wise and just what that guy does to your your bench and your locker room, yeah, 
Jeff Hodge is the man, man. That guy was one hundred percent fucking and, and he and that's what the, my whole point was. Like you know, you, you can see that you know he he took a lot of law, not a lot, but you know he did lose his fair share. But yeah. he was fighting the best of the best. Like exactly, you know, like there. You, you can't be a hockey fight fan and not love Jeff Rogers. I yeah, think at least exactly. You know, and I think and what gets lost again is uh, well, I kind of did that episode there a little while back about like how good some of these guys were, and people forget that when you go back and look at Rogers Junior stats, dude had like what three thirty goal seasons. Like it wasn't like he was some putz that didn't know what he was doing. Like yeah, Rogers could play; he's a good player. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I say, you get to the NHL, you got your role and whatever, but you don't play that many games without having a clue. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, Audrey's the man. I'm down with Jeff Audrey's. And Dakota, it was cool to see him play with the Giants and wear 36 and play just like his old man, and he struck me funny anyway. Yeah, and uh, I dig it. Yeah, nice. and, and, I mean, oh. that's been the cool thing with the podcast, kind of getting to know him yeah. a little bit and having both on the show and talk to him off the thing and whatever, and uh, just, uh, you know, farmers, down-to-earth down, down to earth family, and uh, they're nice people. Yeah. Yeah, I've been watching Dakota in the last couple of years at Carlton, and uh, I don't know if you remember that. And I, I posted a video of him. He was yep. in a fight, and yeah. he was starting shit. And just the the university commentators, they're like, "I've never in all my years seen anything like this." <laughs> yeah, all his years, the commentators it's probably great 18. Uh, the commentators probably eighteen <laughs> in all his years. Exactly. Yeah, he's uh, yeah he's been doing hockey for two. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, we're watching it. It's like, okay, well, that's like, you know, a Tuesday night in the Western League. But, you know, in college, it's like, oh, my God, it's, you know, it's slap shot or something. <laughs> but, yeah. No, Audrey's is cool as shit, man. Both of them. Uh, yes, 100%. Um, our next team is I'm Not Bleeding, You're Bleeding. <laughs> they went with uh, Yelbonski, Troy Crowder, Dave Morissette, Sean Thornton, Burt Wilson, and uh, Barry, uh, Barry Nykar. Uh, Yabo, he, he's done really well in this league. Uh, he's got an eight and two record. Uh, his only losses I looked up were uh, to Dave Brown and Wade Bielak. Um Troy Crowder, I feel like if you get Troy Crowder in your uh, Troy Crowder in his prime, you're probably you probably got one of the toughest guys to beat. Mm-hmm. Yep, I said yeah, and it's. Uh... Yeah, well, and that's the thing with Crowder. Yeah, again, I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but it's like Prime was literally one season, you know, and it was like, uh, you know, he was kind of the shooting star. And, uh, you know, I, I know even in my Probert tournaments, that I mean, a couple of years there, I didn't put him in, and holy shit, you would have thought I left the Pope out, for God's sake, you know? And yeah, it's like, yeah. I'm like, the dude had one year. Like, really, let's relax. Really, it comes down to he had, like, a handful of fights. And that was about it. I yeah. mean, he played in the minors for a while, and yeah, he was in Utica a few years and had some wins down there. But it was just like, but he just came on with such a, a he was such a flash in the like, uh, um, you know, with the whole with the chicken and and everything, and yeah. with that chicken that was one of the, the fact chicken even got up after that was like Jesus, you know, like that was one of the hardest shots I've ever seen in a hockey fight. But yeah, but Crowder had all the tools. He was big. He was a he was an Olympic boxer. Not in the Olympics, but I know he, I think he had a tryout with the Olympic team, or was at least you know trying towards that. So I mean, he hit, and you know he just. But he's just one of those guys. His heart really wasn't in it, you know. And I know he quit a few. I think he quit in junior, and then he quit in the American League, and then they talked him back into it, and you know. So I mean, but uh, yeah, but I mean when he when he did it, he was a bad dude for sure, and big, and but uh, well, his best season was his rookie season. 
Yeah, well, and, then, and, and really, that was about it. After that, he—I mean—he got yeah. traded a couple times. He got hurt every time, and and then he was, and then he just—that was it. And it was, uh, you know, but I—I I know the Canucks got him, and I was so excited that he was coming to Vancouver. But it just—it it wasn't the same Troy Crowder, like no, not no, even close. No, and he was in L.A. for a bit, and that didn't turn out to be much. And yeah, no, and he just—you know—Hart wasn't into it. But apparently, he's doing well. I think he's. Uh, real estate in Ontario now, or whatever, and uh, yeah, he's. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, but everybody, you know, everybody remembers that run, you know, and uh, yeah, he had his, he definitely had his moment for sure. Um, but yeah, well, what was yeah, the other? Oh, Burt Wilson. Yeah, there, yeah, there's a guy. I know the old timers talk about Burt Wilson, but yeah, I don't I was, know much about no, him. Neither do I. I. I mean, I know who he is. I've seen some of his fights, but. Yeah, I'm certainly uh, far from a Burt Wilson expert, but I've heard, yeah, you got a good rep anyway. Uh, my next team was Bringers of Pain. They went uh, with Steve McIntyre, Jody Shelley, Fraser McLaren, Dennis Vial, Reed Simpson, and Brent Severin. Uh, pretty solid team, I, uh, think. I was going to say, that's actually, that, that team's really strong, man. That's, oof. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Fraser and you know what, I always think, um, yeah, go ahead. No, no, go. Fraser McLaren, yeah, I know you like him. He was a badass in the, you know, in the WHL. Yep. Yeah, no, watched him. Yeah, from sixteen in Portland there, and um, yeah, you see him develop, and yeah, him and Colt Lord with the Leafs that year were awesome. The tag team champs there. They'd start the game off, start Carlisle put them both out, and one of them would end up in a fight. But no, nah, McLaren had a good year that year in Toronto. But I know I think he has really bad knees. I think he was sort of kind of premature retirement. But uh, no, I was always McLaren. He was cool, you know. And then yeah, you know, and then yeah, you, know, you said McIntyre. I mean, what more can you say? I mean, Big Mac was one of the. I mean, you know, unfortunately, never got a real shot in the NHL. I mean, uh, but big guy, huge guy, and could definitely bang for sure. Uh, again, there's that interesting case. I mean, I I've known him since he was fifteen. You know, so you watch him develop all the way through. It was it was interesting to watch him. The ride he took, he definitely took the, an interesting path to get to the NHL. You know, but uh, tough dude, very tough. And you know, like I always say, um, talk about people like you know when they come up with their top ten lists all the time, and it's I always kind of ask them like, are we talking like top ten like career wise or just toughness wise? Because if we're just talking toughness wise, like. Big Mac is in my top ten, but if we're going over the whole career, you know he had a short career. He doesn't probably doesn't belong in there, but your top is like he's got to be right up there. Yeah, it's an interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't really, you know, kind of the proofs in the pudding, right? I mean, you look, it's like you know who beat him. I don't, I don't, I don't remember anybody doing it. You know, really. I mean, you know, like I said, the the the. I mean, I'm looking over his entire body of work in terms of pro. I mean. um yeah, I mean, and you you know, and they're big, you know. That's you know, everybody goes on about how tough Yvonsky is. Well, McIntyre whipped him around, you know, and like everyone knows how tough Morasti is. Same thing, McIntyre whipped him around, you know. It's like, you know, and, and in the NHL, and it was just like, you know, yeah, and with Bugard and stuff, and Mac was right there with him, and uh, I, I never understood how a team never gave him more of a shot. Again, probably another guy that came along ten years too late. Um, but and, and I think sometimes this is my personal feeling. I think McIntyre was too nice sometimes. It took him too long to get wound up. I think he, I think if he had 
uh, created more instead of just um, maybe act, don't react all the time. I mean, if somebody ever asked him to go, he'd always fight, but I think he should have maybe pushed the issue more sometimes. And I don't think he mm-hmm. did. Yeah. And, he, and I, I know I've talked to a friend that coached him and he said, like, he'd get mad at him. So, like, he needed a cattle prod sometimes to get him mad. He had a really long fuse. And I was like, no, man, you need to, like, I'm not saying you, like, you know, you gotta go jump in the crowd and beat someone with their shoe, but I mean, you gotta, you know, be a bully. You're that big and scary. You should bully people more. And like kind of well, more think, like Bugard, yeah. like Bugard would do. That, I was right? just gonna say that more like Bugard, because exactly. Bugard had that meanness to him, where he'd like he'd 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 run your you know the star of the team into the board's head first. Yeah, like, well, and then he'd skate by the bench and stare at you, like do something about it then if you don't <laughs> like it. And McIntyre should because McIntyre could skate. That's the one thing you ask anybody for a big dude. Mac could skate. He was smooth as shit when he skated too, which was really rare for a big guy. And. uh yeah, so he could skate like Boogie, and he could hit, but he just he wouldn't do it, right? Or he, yeah, I should say he'd do it, but he wasn't the bully. He just didn't have it in him. He's too nice of a guy, you know. But I mean, yeah. when the gloves came off, he could he'll fuck you up. But I mean, he was just he was just nice. Max just a nice guy, and it was like yeah. But if he could have prime, but when he wound, got wound up, he could snap because he did a few times. And it's like yeah, if you could somehow harness that and kind of yeah, give him that Boogie mentality, yeah. I think he could have played longer in the NHL, but yeah, Mac was, uh, yeah, nice guy, big dude, and yeah, he could, uh, yeah, without a doubt, one of the best. Uh, we got the Goonsville Tooth Fairies. Uh, they went with <laughs> Mitch Fritz, Riley Cote, uh, Lucic, Gary Roberts, Darian Hatcher, and uh, Harold Schnapps. Hmm, that's an interesting team. Uh, it is, yeah. Gary Roberts is. There, there's Gary Roberts, yeah. Yeah, oh, go ahead, yeah. No, I was going to say, they're a great power forward. There's another guy, a big power forward. Uh, a lot of goals, tough dude, played a long time. I was a huge Gary Roberts fan. I love Gary Roberts. Yeah, when I used to be a Leafs fan, uh, <laughs> an ex-Leafs fan, uh, yeah, Gary Roberts was great, man, on those teams. I love the guy. Um, Mitch Fritz, I, I, that was another debate I saw, I, I want to say Twitter or Facebook or one of those, um, you're debating Mitch Fritz or um, Kyle Friedrich. What do you think on that one? Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. Both huge guys. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, like in terms of they fought each other in their primes. Uh, yeah, I guess just like who's the tougher guy. I, I, to yeah. me, they're, they're, uh, they're pretty pretty close. I'd say so. I mean, it's, it's hard because Friedrich, his career got cut so short, but Fritz played longer. Uh, but... Yeah, I think it'll probably an overall fighters. I'd probably say Friedrich. I'd say, but yeah, if somebody said Fritz, I wouldn't. I couldn't really argue with him. But yeah, yeah, it's a close one. I think I always. I think I think Fritz is a prison guard now in BC somewhere. Yeah, no, no way. Yeah, uh, so no one's jumping that wall. No prison breaks <laughs> on Mitch's watch. He'll get a hold of you. Yeah, but yeah, massive individual. I remember. Yeah, and that, that right in that Kelowna rocket period when the Rockets seemed to find every six foot six guy that could kill you. Yeah, I mean they they had they had Parker and Fedorik and Vallette and then they had Stefan Sunderman and Mitch well they had Fritz and then Sunderman and it was like Justin Jack and Nolan Yonk, man, it's like God, where did they, where the hell is Kelowna find all these guys? Jesus. You know, every one of them six four, six five and you could just turn your lights out. Yeah. Kelowna had a huge run there for like seven years of just giants. Yep. Are you are you old enough to remember Harold Snaps playing? 
Oh yeah, I mean, oh, I hated, I hated them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I can remember on Hockey Night in Canada, Wendell Clark would try to kill Snaps all the time, and Snaps would just sit and laugh at him. The guy's literally the Disney villain, you know, with the mustache, and he'd laugh yeah. at you over the fucking ref's shoulder, and it's like, oh my god, you want to put your foot through the screen? Yeah, oh, I hated Snap. I mean, I love him now. Watch him now. It's hilarious to watch, but back then, I, well, we all wanted Wendell to get a hold of him and just give it to him. But, uh... But yeah, tough dude. Like I said, you know, one of them helmetless, gritty bastards that uh, probably had old man strength. And I don't know how great of a fighter he was, but I mean, you know, he'd uh, he did it a long time. And you know, I could just see him like this, that salty veteran in the locker room. You know, one of those guys. But uh, who's the other guy on that team? Oh, Darian Hatcher. Oh God, I hated Darian Hatcher. Ugh. Oh man, I hated Hatcher too. But now, like, I would kill to have a play like Darian Hatcher still in the NHL. But oh, absolutely. At the time, yeah. Oh, and yeah, I, mean, I hated him. Yeah, I mean, every team would want to go. Well, him and his brother, like, his yeah, they were both massive and physical. And I think Darian was a little more of a fighter than Kevin was. But yeah, uh, but I think Kevin was a bit of a better player. But no, both had you know, Hatcher had a long career. And, yeah, physical guy. You know. But yeah, I, oh, I hate it. I hate. But yeah, like you said, now I appreciate him. But back then, I couldn't stand him. Yeah, interesting team. He went with the salty defenseman. <laughs> Very much so. Uh, down to our final three teams here. So we got Blunt Force Trauma. Um, this is a solid team too. So they got uh, Brian McGratton, Kyle Friedrich, uh, Matt Cassian, Martin Grenier, uh, Louis DeBrusque, and uh, Mike Brown. Uh, McGrath, he's he's cleaned up our league. I think he's got a thirteen and two record so far. Uh, his only loss is coming to uh, Twist and Rock. Um, Matt Cassian, yeah, we talked about him a little. He's another guy I like. Uh, yeah, what do you think of this team? Yeah, no, man, that's the land of the giants. Massive dudes, like I said, Friedrich is so bloody big and. Well, I watched him with the Pats here, and it was like, oh my god, he's going to kill somebody. And then, yeah, he took a round at a Mel that one game, beat him up twice, which that really bugged me. I was like, oh damn it, you know. But uh, but no, he was a legit dude. And then, of course, everybody remembers the the uh, Vandenbush fight. Of course, that was just insane. But uh, yeah, no, that Friedrich. I've noticed him on Twitter a couple of times. I'm, I'm going to try to I'm going to try to get him on the show. I'd like to talk to him. Um, yeah. Big dude, um, like I said, he had the the injury that, of course, you know, uh, ended his career. But I, I think it, I don't, I, I don't want to say I, I think it was head issues. I'm not quite sure though, but I think it might have been. But uh, I think a concussion was the one that did it. But uh, but yeah, big dude, uh, Louis DeBras. There's another guy, massive guy, played a long time. Um, met a really nice guy. Met him a couple times. He's a good dude. Um, you know, I don't NHL wise, fight wise. I know he came in with a massive rep in the OHL. He was like the champ and stuff. I don't know in the in the NHL. He, another guy that started really young. Like I think he was in the league right at like nineteen with the Oilers. And yeah, uh, better again a better player than I think people f- think he is. Like uh, he had a couple thirty goal junior seasons. And I think I think yeah I know from talking I've seen a few interviews with him. I think he was always a little kind of upset that he never got a chance to play a little more. Like he was just sort of used as the you know the fourth line dummy, and you know he kind of really wished he could have played or shown that he could play more. But uh, no, I always like Louis, and uh, no, that's man that team that's just some big dudes in that team. Yeah, I think they'll do pretty well. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. 
Mm. You got the Slugfest Boozers, and they got uh, Bob Gassoff, uh, Jerry Fleming, John Scott, Gary Howitt, uh, Stoyanoff, and uh, Bill Crow. Fleming and another guy you were talking about on those Frederick King teams, but he's done really well, too, in our league. Yeah. Uh, he's gone 8-2, and two, and his only losses come to Larry Playfair and Nystrom. And no shame there. Um, John John Scott, actually, I know you're not the biggest fan. Did you see him on Twitter the other day or going off on the OHL? I did. I saw that. Well, he's like, he was doing rentals or something in his basement, and the guy's like, hey, yeah, you got to say something. Saying, it's the end of the world. He, he made a good point, though, and I think you said the same thing on your show, though, is, uh, you know, with this no-hitting, you know, they're going to look, and they're going to say, look at this no-hitting, no concussions, and, you know, I mean, I, I honestly see, uh, you know, a day where hitting is taken out of hockey, too. I'd say, yeah. Well, because that's the thing. They try to microscope it, right? Like, it's just like, oh, well, you know, you can only hit him what's going to be stick on puck. And then it'll be, oh, well, you can, you know, separate him from the puck, but, you know, you know don't separate his head from his body. And, you know, they're gonna, they, they keep piling it onto the refs that they're going to start making it so judgmental. But like you said, yeah. even the other day, like some of these hits that they're showing on Twitter, oh, charging. How the fuck do you get charging out of that? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you know, yeah. you literally gave him a penalty because he hit the guy too hard. Like, you go on and on about the head shots, the blind shots, the predatorial, blah 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 blah. Okay, but this was none of those things. And in fact, the guy like basically hit him with his ass, like right in the chest. Guy cutting across the middle, he hit him square up, and you're still handing out penalties. And it's like, yeah. like, what are we doing here? You know, and of course, then, the, you know, and then the people on Twitter, well, he only got two minutes. It was just, try. it was no big deal. It's not like they suspended him. It's just a minor penalty. Yeah, but that's yeah. not the, that's not, not the, the point. point. <laughs> yeah, you're missing the point yeah. completely. Like, no, and then like Cole Caulfield got hit there in that college game. The same thing. Like, what are we doing here? Actually, I think the guy that hit him got kicked out. And it was just like, really? You got, The guy got a major Yeah, he got kicked that? out of the game. Yeah. Yeah, like, what are we doing? Like, the same thing. Hit the guy straight up and hit him shoulder to, ch- shoulder to chest. Like, what more do you want? Well, it could have caused head set. Well, yeah. You're playing contact, fastest sport in the world, and it's contact. Of course, you're going to get create head trauma. I gotta say, you said. I mean, you, you don't want to see it, but yeah. Somebody tell me how you can. You want to? You keep speeding up the game every year. You allow contact, but yet you're going to go on and on about head injuries. Well, you tell me how you can reduce head injuries in a contact sport, and I'll give you the friggin' Nobel Prize. You know, like yeah. yeah good luck. How do you do that? Tell me how you do it. So it's like. You know, but then the right away it's the fighting. Well, we'll just get rid of fighting, okay? And ninety percent of your head trauma is caused from hitting, so you got rid of the ten percent. Okay, good job. Oh, you solved it now. Like, <laughs> what are we doing here? You know? But yeah, I don't know. It's uh, no, I just watched those hits. Yeah, like you said on Twitter the other day, and I'm just like, oh, it's whatever. It's just like I, at this point, you just sort of. Eh. What you know? I I, I actually I just feel, I feel sorry for the players because they're just so handcuffed. Oh, brutal. Like, like what do you do? Yeah. Like I, you yeah. know, because at the end of the day, it comes down to like like you said. Oh, it was only a minor penalty. Well, okay, yeah, but then they get the power play and score. So now coach yeah. is mad at this guy. So what's this guy going to do from now on? Well, I'm not going to hit anybody because I don't want to get yelled at again and I don't want to give up the power play. You know, so you're you're limiting hitting. That's the point of why you don't call that penalty. Anyway, yeah, the, the the young physical players they're they're really screwed because you know if they lay out a big hit, there's you know 
chances are they're going to get a penalty for it and they're going to put their team shorthanded. So you're really eliminating all those players from the game now. Yeah, or else you're putting doubt into their minds, which is the last thing you want as an athlete to have doubt. So now they're going to hold up or do whatever. So you, they actually might injure themselves. And it's just like, yeah, no. And it's just, and how, and, and you put the ref in a spot. Like the more rules you come up with, the more you're putting it onto the refs. And I know everybody likes to yell at the refs and whatever, but those guys, the refs don't want to make that call either. The refs don't want to call that shit. It's just just absolute terrifying thing. Um, Chris Neal, what a career he had over a thousand and I'm so glad this is better than the robbery. Oh, uh, 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 you're, you're, you're cutting out like your R two D two here. Where did you move oh, around? No. Where are you in your oh, house? No. Me? I'm I'm losing you. You're in and out here. Your the your reception's going. Hello. Here we go. Okay. We're our last team anyway. Well, there we go. I unpaused you. We're back recording. I said you're kind of going in and out like R2-D2. Could you read that? Uh, I was busy ranting about the hit, and all of a sudden you started telling me about the lineup. What lineup is the last one here? <laughs> the last team is called the Long Island Chiefs. Okay. You might have to edit again. Yeah. That part. Uh, yeah, let me know where you should I just go into the last team? or? Yeah, no, we'll go. I, yeah, we're recording. No, you're good. I can hear you. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, okay, yeah, so the last team here, we have the Long Island Chiefs, and they went with uh, Derek Bugard, Derek Angland, Jay Rosehill, Chris Neal, uh, Jay Wells, and Todd Simpson. Um, I'm saying, yeah, Derek Bugard in his prime. I, I, you know, I think, I don't even know if anyone's beaten Derek Bugard in his prime, in my opinion. Um I agree. And then Chris Neal. Chris Neal, man, he just had such a great career. Uh, over 1,000 NHL games. And, uh, wow, 1,000 really NHL games with the same team. That's even harder exactly. to believe. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's that's what I was going to say is I, I'm so happy you retired as, like, with the Senator. I know, you know, when you saw Rob Ray leave Buffalo and go to Ottawa, it just, uh, just doesn't sit right, so... No, absolutely. I'm glad, glad he finished his career there. But, yeah, that's... Uh, well, what, do you, what do you think of this team here? Well, I know the one, Todd Simpson. There's another guy completely underrated. I love Todd Simpson. Yeah, he came to Saskatoon in a trade, and uh, we did, it was like, who is this guy? And, uh, yeah, we I instantly fell in love with him when he played here. And, uh, yeah, again, hell of a career. And, uh, yeah, underrated guy. Played a long time in the league. Uh, wore a letter. Yeah, no, I love Todd Simpson. Yeah, he was cool. And, uh, yeah, well, Boogie, like you said, what more can you say about Boogie? And uh, Jay Wells, another guy, yeah, gritty bastard, tough, played a long time, had some great fights. I was just actually watching that three-fight game he had against, like, Dave Brown. It was like, oh, that was just vicious shit. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, who was the other guy? Anglin. Yeah, There's yeah. Anglin. I think Anglin's fighting. He's down to probably about one fight a season now. Yeah, well, it was weird because he got into the NHL so late. I mean, he played. There's another guy played in the minors for a long time. Was top in junior. I remember watching him met in Moose Judge, dummy dudes. Um, but yeah, he kind of he's found his niche though in, in Vegas, and uh, 
they don't, you know, whatever, you got Reeves there, so, I mean, he doesn't really need to do it. I mean, I still probably wouldn't mess with him. I mean, I'm sure, if, you know, it's not like I'm sure he's turning down fights every night or anything, but, I mean, but big dude, and I think he could still obviously go if he needed to, but, yeah, I, you know, read it kind of, you know, turn, uh, carved out a nice little NHL career for himself later on in his hockey career, and uh, I dig Endo, he's cool. Cause he played in he played in Vegas in the in the minors too, right? He, yeah, he did. Yeah, he played with the Wranglers, and uh, yeah, I saw him play at the Wranglers actually uh, back then. And uh, yeah, like I said, he's a East Coast and then American, and then you know, yeah, he took the long road to get there. So yeah, it was uh, he had a lot of fights before then. But yeah, it's kind of like yeah, he, he doesn't really fight that much anymore, and he has definitely steadily gone down over the years in terms of his fight totals. But hey, at the end of the day. It, they're not asking you to fight. I guess why bother if you don't need to? I don't blame them. What the hell? You know, you're still getting your money. So yeah, he was tough when he did too. I mean, mm-hmm. like I look at his fights with like Colton Moore, and like he could definitely go. Yep, yep, for sure. Well, there we go, man. That's a what a league. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to keep you busy. And uh, no, it's cool. I, I I dig that you guys do it. I always uh, I always love it when uh, you know the the matchups come out. Then Steve, you know, gives the scores or whatever. I love reading the comments after. Yeah, that always cracks me up. <laughs> the uproar is always good. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, no, man. I hey, I I know I've I, I've kept you on here a long time, so I won't I won't keep you too much longer. But I always appreciate you coming on and uh, and doing this, and and uh, you know I love seeing it on the timeline and what you guys are doing, and uh, you no, know, it's really cool. I know how much work you put into it, so it was. Uh, you know, and I appreciate you coming on the on the show. It's like kind of such short notice, and uh, you know, I dig it, man. I appreciate it. I'm always here when you're desperate for a guest. Well, hey, there we go. You're that safety. You're that uh, that landing pad that I know if I <laughs> if I'm falling backwards, John will always be there to answer the phone. So. It's, but, uh, it's the ugly ex-girlfriend you can run back to. If, hey, if we all had one, you know. We're not. Let's not lie. So uh, you know. But <laughs> no, man, I dig it. And like I said, you're a, the three-time guest here. But uh, I said one of these times I'll actually have to get you on when we're not talking about the hockey fight league. We'll talk about something else. But uh, sounds good. But uh, no, man, I dig it. And like they said, twenty-two teams, and uh, it'll certainly keep you busy. And uh, no, like I, I, I look forward to seeing it on the timeline. All right. Thanks for having me, man. I always appreciate it. It's good talking to you. No, absolutely, man. I, no, thank you. I appreciate it. And, uh, no, have a good night, man. All right. Cheers, Thanks, buddy. John. Thanks. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was 